2: All right, Matt Smith will be here in just a few moments. I was just sitting here checking up my Instagram and I came across his uh Instagram site, Matt Wildside. And I, I, I know you can't see it, Russ. We can put you can turn my mic here. Uh, here, is this way? There he is. Working out. Today is Fit Friday. He's working out. And the uh, statement below it is, you don't think I got those uh, calf muscles from doing nothing, do you? <laughs> well, we'll talk about that when he gets here. I haven't brought you up on uh, what's going on in the uh, the Ellswick life. I've been uh, losing weight. I told you I was going to lose weight. And uh, I started i just showed you your fit friday uh, oh, instagram nice, nice. Okay. hanging there and uh doing uh working the abs dude nice brother yeah you showed that off cool yeah i did cool all right man so, so everybody could see those uh those real nice uh you know muscles that you got building in there yeah, i'm hitting it
3: man i'm hitting it i tell you it's uh, have you noticed cool. how much
2: weight i've lost it's awesome brother 28 pounds that's now. awesome man that's awesome i'm taking glad off to hear it. yeah i'm i'm i'm, glad I'm, to hear I'm, it. I'm cheating today okay but today we were we uh-huh. were celebrating here at uh, the radio station because uh, we've made we've made uh, five months in a row of uh, getting in as much advertising as we're supposed to according oh, yes. to you know the, the wonderful people up at the top. I, I love that man. That's good to hear. That's I'm looking. Hear. At it, where, tell me about this shirt you got on here.
3: Uh, it's from uh, it's from a company called Red Monkey. Uh, they were established in <laughs> 1995 by uh, Tori Pendergrass, and he is the uh, grandson of the famous Teddy Pendergrass. There you go. They're located on Santa Monica Boulevard in Los Angeles, California, and they started off doing uh, guitar straps and uh, watch bands and a lot of things with leather. And then they expanded that into uh guitar picks um uh, hats and t shirts well it's an interesting picture yes yes and uh <laughs> uh you know, I mean, it's a good company. I stopped by there when is I'm in L.A. Is that picture that came right out of Deadpool, too? Uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with the <laughs> knew, movie. Yeah, knew, absolutely
2: nothing. I'm just joking, so, man. Yeah,
3: when I'm in Los Angeles, I stop by there, and, um, you know, I, I, I like I like going there and visiting that. And you know, Mel, yeah. Melrose Avenue in L.A. is a great place to shop if you wear clothes like mine, you know. Right. But, yeah, man, I, um, yeah, I, I hit the gym, man. I mean, I visit. I go to the gym Monday through Friday. Uh, I spend forty five minutes on uh, hard heavy weights Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and forty five minutes on hard cardio Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, work out with my trainer really hard. And, you take uh, off weekend? That. Yeah, yeah. I take the weekend off, and uh, Quinn Spencer's my trainer, and he's got a cool little gym um, that actually is is it's it's probably a three minute drive from my front door. I can walk it in fifteen minutes. You yeah, know? Well, that's cool. Maybe twenty minutes. Um, and uh, what's happened is there's a there was a church that had set up this gym and put in a basketball court and all these gym equipment. Yeah. And their uh, the church population aged, mm-hmm. and they lost the youth group that was using that facilities. Right. And so my trainer has that facility now, and so I go over there, and on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when we're there together working out, we're the only people there, me and the trainer. And uh, I crank up the music I want to hear, and I, I bust it. And then on Tuesday and Thursday, he has an intense cardio class, and some people will come to that. Uh, but generally, it's me and two or three people. Uh, biggest crowd we've had since the first of the year is me and five people. So that is awesome. I don't have to put up with stupidity at a regular gym. I don't have to hear that <laughs> crap, you know, Justin Bieber, electronic dance music that they play. and you or, know, Or, the, or heavy
2: rap. I don't rap. have to hear
3: all that junk. <sighs> I can hear the music I want to hear five days a week. I can work out with my trainer. It's great. I generally walk down to the gym and walk back. Um, so he's been great. A uh, guy's name is Quinn Spencer. He's a phenomenal personal trainer. Does a wonderful job. And then my meal prep is handled by the Clean Eatery of Little Rock. Uh, the guy that runs that is uh, a guy named Ryan. Clean Eatery
2: of Little Rock.
3: The Clean Eatery of Little Rock. They have a Facebook page. They have an Instagram page. Um, and he he uh, does my meal prep. And they tune in your uh, program for what you're trying to do. You can you can get on a diet. They can make you food if for people that have diabetes. They can put you on the keto diet plan. They can put you on the paleo diet plan. They can put you on a vegan diet plan. Well,
2: that makes it good. If somebody can make it Absolutely. for you, that makes it a whole lot easier to stay yes. on
3: it. Yeah, and they talk they can talk to you about, you know, your weight and your goals and, you know, what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm 6 foot tall. Uh, this T-shirt I'm wearing is a small. Wow. These jeans are 30 in the waist. Good. Uh, I weigh 174 pounds, and I have 7.5% body fat. 7.5% body fat. That's good, man. I am in the top one percentile for males my age in the world.
2: Very good.
3: Yeah. All you got to do is put in the work and eat the food. And uh, I I got a doctor uh, who's great, you know, really takes care of me. Uh, I meet with him once every 90 days. He takes my blood Uh, does an exam and dials in my food program for what my blood is telling him I need. And he might adjust my, uh, the amount of vitamin D I'm taking or the amount of DHEA I'm taking, or he might raise or lower my multivitamin, or he might give me more omega threes or more fatty acids or, you know, something like that. And, um, you know, I was doing the keto diet for a while and he said that keto diet might, uh, have a tendency to run up your cholesterol. So he gave me, he gave me some niacin. Okay. Which, is a, uh, which was extended release niacin that I took at night. You know, it's just a vitamin over the counter. You know, it gives you kind of a flush feeling. But the extended release I take when I went to bed, and it'd be in my system at night. I never felt it, never had that flush feeling. Mm-hmm. And niacin takes down your cholesterol. And it's just a natural vitamin that can do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Paul Thompson, he's a good guy, and uh, I see him once every 90 days. Okay, so, so now. Between d- my
2: doctor, my trainer, and uh, my food prep. Uh, you know, I'm dialed in. So your doc, is he like uh, one of them? You pay him like 150 bucks a month, and you can see him as often as you want?
3: It is straight-up concierge medicine. Yeah. Uh, he emails it's me. It's a great way of takes doing my phone your calls, medicine. Takes my phone calls, returns, you know, texts me, uh, that kind of thing. And, you know, they have a recommended workout program that they'll go over with my trainer. They have a recommended meal plan that they'll go over with my meal prep guys. They have a recommended plan that they do with my nutritionist, you know, because, I mean, I mean, my son turned one-year-old Saturday. Did You got the card, by the way.
2: I did. I right. told you I finally got it.
3: Right. So I got 25 years to go before I get that boy out of graduate school with his MBA from Harvard. That being the case, you know, I can't just be fat, be diabetic, you know, have a stroke and get cancer. I mean, I can't do that. I got to get that boy, you know, that MBA certificate. Well, you got a daughter as well. I know. I know. But she's five. So, see, I don't have 25 years to go there. I got 20.
0: <laughs> see. <laughs>
3: So I can't be jacking around, you know, eating what you got in that foil over there, because that's straight poison, my brother. I
2: I know that it is. But you know, I, white powder poison. I do that every once in a while. You know, white powder's poison. Doesn't you not about it's, sugar, right?
3: Or cocaine, well, or yeah. salt, or saccharin, or you know, sweet and low. Or if it's a white powder, it's killing you. If it's a brown powder, it's
2: killing you too. I'm just saying. I'm with you. Just I'm not saying. Dissing, just but saying. when I every once in a while, I'm going to celebrate. Understand? And I'm
3: celebrating today. I know. I, I celebrate. Man, I try to push one more rep out. Can I get one more rep? There you go. I, I celebrate by getting a deep tissue massage. So what are you? What I are I you?
2: What are you benching
3: now? You know, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. I just lift until I hurt and can't lift anymore. <laughs> you know.
2: I you mean, max out each time.
3: Uh, you know, whatever the tra- trainer's recommending that day or that week. I mean, I'm not going to a gym with a bunch of clowns in their 20s. You know, trying to you know show off or nothing. This is strictly a health program.
2: You're not in there with a bunch of guys grunting and farting, huh? No, man. I can read. <laughs> so, no. no
3: Time for that. All you right. Know, I don't know anybody at the gym that has CTE. Okay. Once I've noticed that they're bashed their skull into that other dude
2: across that <laughs> line on the football field, i head in the other direction. Yeah, well, I just thought that was a great uh, picture today. Here, we can... Oh, yeah. Whoops, I can't show it yet. I just lost it. Where'd it go? Yeah, I mean, I you know... It
3: I mean, you should heat up, hit the clean eatery up for you know, and see if you might want to get some meals. Yeah, from you. I may want to look at that. You
2: know, I really. They don't. might
3: swap you some meal prep for some advertising. Okay, you know. so
2: you're saying uh, clean? It's called the Clean, clean eatery, eatery Little Rock.
3: All right, so. Clean Eatery Little Rock. They got a Facebook page, they got a website, they got an Instagram. Guy that runs it is named Ryan. Really cool guy. Uh, generally at events, he'll have a clean eatery food truck there. He had one at Toad Suck Days last weekend. And, you know, they can do whatever you want. You want a vegan, you want vegan meals, paleo meals, uh, uh, meals for diabetics, keto meals, a diet plan that fits you. Or you just want regular healthy food and you want it to be 2,500 calories a day. You can get that. You can do, excuse me, you can do meal plans that are 10, 15, 20 or more meals a week. They deliver the meals to your house.
2: Well, they do, uh, well, they do small meals so you can eat like five times a day because well, that's what i've been doing
3: they would not exist in the business they exist in if they can't do that i mean okay, that'd be i'm stupid. just saying they brought you a big old platter, platter platter,
2: platter of food the size of
3: you know captain america's shield then they'd have <laughs> they had to be called something besides the clean eatery <laughs> they'd have to be
2: called chilies applebee's well i rhymes. just tell you i'm what i've been doing house i've been i've been running between three and five hundred calories per meal five meals a day and uh it's it's working like it's always worked whenever well, i want to lose weight that's the way i do it i'll
3: tell you something else that's awesome and this is what i i do and and you know you y- you will be shocked at how much better you will feel and the way it just turns what you eat into pure fuel now that being said i believe that 80 percent of the equation is how much you eat i think is what you eat 5% is vitamins minerals what's in your blood and 5% is exercise you only really need exercise if you want to build muscle but I mean if you want to be uh small and have a good BMI and a good weight and you know not be fat and all that stuff then it's 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 80% what how much you're eating and 10% what you're eating but um that being said intermittent fasting really works and this is what I do um I eat my last meal at 6 p.m.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, you should you should never eat after 8 p.m. Never.
3: I eat my last meal at 6 p.m.
2: I understand. You go
3: earlier than that. And I do not eat again until 1 p.m. Now, I generally wake up at 4 a.m., and I will have water and coffee um, until about 11 a.m. And then 11 a.m., I'll have my last cup of coffee with a tablespoon of coconut oil. And then I'll wait until 1 p.m. to eat. Uh, coffee can kick in insulin, so it's not good to mix coffee with food. You need to wait two hours if you have that last cup of coffee before you each first meal. 1 p.m., I'll eat that first meal, and then I will eat all of my calories that I'm going to consume in a 24-hour period of time between 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. And I do not eat between 6 p.m.
2: and one the evening
3: and 1 p.m. the following day.
2: And it will shred you out. Okay, so that 1 p.m., that first meal. Mm-hmm lots of protein of course Uh uh-huh all right yeah do you do it basically with uh eggs uh no i do not eat eggs
3: salmon walnuts basil gluten uh any wheat products at all okay Um, so that that messes up your body I don't eat any of that stuff you know I took that Kimbo food allergy test right um K-A- K-A-M-B-O, you can order it, they send it to your house, you prick your finger, you put little drops on a sheet of paper, you send it back in, they tell you what your blood's reacting to, fluid allergies. Just because you don't break out in hives or a cold sweat. Yeah, when don't eat mean that
2: there's something naughty going doesn't on. Doesn't
3: mean you're not reacting to it.
2: Right. So
3: I don't eat that. You know, salmon, eggs, uh, basil, candia, brewer's yeast, any wheat, any gluten products, dairy, I don't eat it.
2: Man, I don't know what okay. I would do if I could not eat eggs and salmon. Okay. I'd well, be in trouble. No, man, you'd be healthy. <laughs> I'd love both of those foods. Oh, my God. Can you
3: just imagine the chemicals in that salmon? Anyway, um, you know, you, you take the Kimbo test, you cut out the food algae. So, you know, the first, the first meal of the day might be um, meatballs
4: okay with some sauce good. okay
3: and you know not actually pasta spaghetti but uh spaghetti made from the plant mm-hmm. yeah that'd, that'd be the first meal of the day and so and you know there'll be some there'll be some butter in that and and uh you know some good chunky beef and a a, a nice good sauce and you know a squash is how they make the uh, noodles yeah it might be the first meal of the day um you know uh, you might get some uh, grilled tilapia with uh, grilled asparagus,
2: something like that. I like grilled asparagus. Yeah, yeah. Tilapia is yeah. my favorite fish. It doesn't have much taste.
3: Well, no. I mean, Clean Eatery puts something on that to make it okay, taste Okay, well, I'm good for yeah. that. Okay. And, you know, you've got a healthy sauce in there that doesn't contain sugar or artificial sweeteners or whatever. It's probably got some little protein mix into it. it tastes really good. Um, they've got a dessert that they serve you. And it can be chocolate or it can be almond or peanut butter or something along those lines. But what they've done is they have uh, taken coconut oil, which is just packed full of nutrients that you need, you know, and is a healthy fat that your body burns like rocket fuel.
2: Well, see, that's why I like to popcorn at the theater all the time.
3: And they mix in some (laughs) seasoning with that to make that taste like peanut butter or peanut butter and chocolate or almond or whatever it is so that you can get a dessert – that doesn't contain sugar or flour
2: or any of the bad things you need All right. you don't need we'll come back we'll talk further with uh matt about this i didn't know he was a walking encyclopedia about eating the name of that group by the way if you're interested if you heard him mention them, clean eatery little rock you'll find him on facebook and uh i guess the owner's name is ryan so if you want to talk to him, ask for him. All right, it's uh, 22 after 2. When we come back, got to tell you, it's hard to make a sequel as good as the original. Sometimes you make a sequel that is better than the original, and that's what they did with DP2. Tell you about it when we come back as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Now, four minutes to the news. Don't forget about our good friends at Aero Plumbing they guarantee just about everything about their work. You know, Earl is uh, notorious to uh, force his workers to not only do the best work possible, but to give you the best customer service possible. For instance, uh, they come in your house, they work in your house, uh, they dirty your house, they will clean up after themselves. And if they do not, if you call aero Plumbing and talk to them about it and they agree that they dirtied your house, they guarantee that their expert uh, will come back uh, with a professional and clean your entire house. Not just where they worked, but your entire house. They're going to put on those little booties and everything so they don't track, you know, dirt all over the place. How do you get them to come out and take care of your uh, problems, plumbing problems? Easy enough. Get all the contact information by Googling Aero Plumbing or go to aeroplumbing.net. All right, Matt Smith is with us. Um, let's talk real quickly. The big movie opening this weekend is Deadpool 2. Uh, last year, that, or year before last, that movie caught everybody flat-footed. They knew it would be probably popular, but it was beyond popular. I think it made $870 million, and uh, it was rated... R. The the biggest rating before then for any superhero movie, PG-13. Ryan Reynolds said you can't do uh, Deadpool if you don't do it R. And he was right. And the bottom line is uh, it did very, very well at the box office. Yes. So you always go into a sequel a little bit nervous because this time – you kind of know what's going to come, but you want to know how they're going to make it happen so that it still you know feels fresh. That first movie, you get the whole backstory and all of that so that uh, you go into the movie and they can build from that. You don't have that in the second movie. Second movie, you better have a storyline that's going to suck you in. And I think they did a good job with uh, Deadpool what did you think, Matt?
3: Oh, yeah. The people that were out last night um, to see it just raving about the film. And, I mean, I would say that the people outside of the film industry were caught off guard by the success of the first one. Yep. Uh, and and I would think there are probably some people inside the industry that, um, you know, didn't necessarily believe in Fox. Uh, that were caught a little bit off guard by the first one. Uh, it was it was such a smash. But giving credit where credit is due, Fox knew what they had. Oh yeah, uh, way out front, uh, way out front. I can remember the Fox rep telling me, "You want Deadpool?" And I was like, "Deadpool? It's Sorry, man. I don't know if I want that. De- no, you want Deadpool, man. You won't believe me. You you want Deadpool. won't want to miss this one. This movie's great. And that and that was on the first one. And now, of course, yeah, I think um, you know, I think they're predicting 130 to 150 million this weekend. Yeah. I just hope that it can hold up strong against the attack of uh, Solo next weekend. You know, there's a little counter programming going on uh, today. Um, you know, Show Dogs is out for the kids, which is good. There's, there's, it's been a it's been well, kind of a.
2: Let's face it, that movie, and we can talk about it more in, sure, in a moment. We sure. got news coming up, but let me just tell you right now, Deadpool is not for your kids. Okay, no, no, it is not. No. I can't strongly say. It's not for no, your kids. No, no, More coming your way after the news. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Safari Pets. Stop over there this weekend. Check them out. See about uh, all of the products they have because they have everything that you'll need for taking care of your pet or pets. Now, if you need some grooming and I need to make a phone call to them when I get home, uh, like they'll clip your dog's nails and stuff. I got to get Dexter, the serial killer over there to have that taken care of. Their phone number is 501-628-0067. They're located at 808 West Main in Cabot. And you need to call about the grooming so that you can make a reservation uh, to get your dog taken care of over there. They do a really, really good job. doesn't matter what kind of pet you got. You got your traditional pet, you know, dog or cat, or you've got the exotic, the you know, the African bird or a chinchilla or a scorpion or a bearded lizard or something like that. They can take care of you as well. All kinds of uh, the best dog foods and cat foods and supplies for your pet. That's Safari Pets, 808 West Main in Cabot. Again, 501 uh, 628 on the Internet, safari-pet.com. All right, I was talking about uh, Deadpool 2. Went last night to see it, saw it over at uh, the silver screen. Now, I got to tell you, I almost didn't make it because of the silly yeah. stuff that happens out there on 67-167. Right. And right. I'm going to talk later about this in the show. Okay. Probably last hour. Okay. But something has got to be done. The state uh-huh. police... And, and folks have got to get together yeah. and work out what are you going to do if you have one car break down in an eight-mile stretch mm-hmm. between Jacksonville and uh, Cabot, where the traffic just backs up. When I was going home last night, the traffic began backing up mm-hmm. before I got under the overpass at 4.00. 40. Okay. It took me an hour and a half Mm -hmm. to get from there to the first Cabot exit because there was a truck that was uh, stuck there. Now I understand they got walls on both sides of that road in that area, but surely there's some way that you could have like every mile and a half, some of those barricades that could be moved out a little bit. So they could bring a tow truck in there, back up and get the cars or the trucks out of the way, so that everybody who's trying to go home isn't sitting there with their thumb up there. You know what? Okay. So, are you?
3: How's that rant? Oh, we wrapped that rant up because I got a couple comments. If we wrapped up your rant, but if you got, if you want to keep going, I'm done right
2: now. No, I'm done now because I'll pick it up later on the show. Okay. Two things.
3: One, I agree with you, and they should do that after. They institute the immediate death penalty for anyone driving slow in the left-hand lane. I
2: agree with that.
3: As opposed to driving in the right-hand lane. Again, for the dummies out there that don't understand the traffic laws in the state of Arkansas. You drive in the right-hand lane. You get in the left-hand lane to pass someone, then you get immediately back in the right-hand lane. Unless you are the fastest-moving vehicle in the area, you should not be in the left-hand lane. Thank you. I Do agree. not continuously drive in the left-hand lane.
2: Yeah, you, you're not a homesteader.
3: If we could get these stupid people to do that, it'd probably cut down on the wrecks.
2: Cut down on the road rage.
3: wouldn't cut down on the wrecks, I think. I think you got some dummy who insists on driving 65 in the left-hand lane, and then you'd be hitting the top of the head with a claw hammer.
2: Or so, maybe 55. I've I seen him 55 and 45 in the left-hand right. lane.
3: You know, check your rear view, fool. When you see somebody coming up in your rear view, get over. Mm-hmm. You know, in autobahn, you know, you're wrong if you impede traffic. Well, that is the worst crime you can commit on the highway in Germany, You can't competing traffic.
2: It's against the law in Arkansas. There is a law that but says that you can't. That enforced. is my. We need, there, that, that right? we need
3: to write that traffic ticket for that fella at seven miles an hour over. No. We don't need to enforce a law on this idiot in the
2: 1982 Silverado that is hogging the left-hand lane. Here's how I look at people driving out on the road. If you're not driving crazily, if you're going, you know, a high rate of speed, and you're not cutting in and out of traffic and whatnot, I don't have any problem with you whatsoever.
3: Autobahn again. Go your Autobahn, way. Autobahn. Second thing, man, is you should just work out of Cabot, and then you don't have to do this commute. <laughs> just broadcast out of Cabot, work out of Cabot. I mean, if you live in Cabot, you should do everything humanly possible to work there.
2: Maybe one of these days that can be worked out. Yeah, broadcast live but out of I Cabot. But I couldn't have such a
3: cool-looking studio. You, yeah, you can't just take this stuff home with you. I gave you most of it. I'll give you some more. <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you some more man just take this stuff to the to the studio and cabin man just set it up i mean i got a room with a silver screen you can use if you want to hook some yeah. stuff up in there i mean i don't get it man i i had stopped by a bank way out on highway 10 way out past the ranch neighborhood way out okay. on highway 10 where no right. you at i stopped in there at a bank man to take care of a couple things right and i was talking to this woman that worked there at the desk man and i just want to tell you how ignorant this is man she lived in Cabot, okay, and she drove there to work. Wow. Can you imagine how monster hard and long that is for a? Do drive? you know
2: how many banks there are in Cabot? Surely she I, could I find just, a gig I, I,
3: in I, Cabot. I, I just can't imagine living in Cabot and driving all the way up sixty-seven, one sixty-seven, then getting on forty, then getting off forty and getting on four thirty, then getting off four thirty and getting on Highway Ten, and then driving. All the way out there past the ranch, man. I mean, she was like out there, you know, that's a long way toward that Walmart, dude. I mean, I'm talking about in the boonies. I mean, a chick might as well have been yeah. in the mountains, bro.
2: Out there in the westest, westest part of. Right. I'm uh, thinking to myself
3: Rock. every day. That's more than an hour to get in yeah. and an hour to get back. I mean, what is wrong with you? I can only and, and just think about the mileage, the wear and tear, the gas, the tires on your car, and the time. I mean, bare minimum, she's losing two and a half, three hours a day sitting in the car, man. I mean, I hope she's doing like a Ph.D. through audio books or something or taking some classes. So she can talk to somebody on the speakerphone because other than that, she's wasting, you know, a
2: day a week.
3: I mean, it's, it's unreal, man.
2: You know what? I think, uh, Ross, I think uh, he's right here. Matt's right. I think that I should do my show from my house. You should. Here he comes
5: there's no reason for you to unfortunately that would mean that i would have to drive an hour to get to the studios if we move the studios no, to no i
2: just Cabot. all i need is just a comrade that's I can all i need. do needs. it i could do it right from my house you can still
3: work out of that office right there man if you feel like you need to be in this building
2: and then you can be right here
3: yeah
2: we can Why make not? It, we can make that work bro like do you live upstairs on what the do you think
3: you live upstairs on the 10th floor <laughs> or something russ are you just walking downstairs from, like, the 10th floor or something, Russ? I mean, do you live, like, in the same building? It's kinda you live like in the, the same idea. building, man, you know. I, I mean, mean hey. if
2: the salespeople need me to come in and go on the sales call with them, I'll come in. Just Figuring do it once a can
5: get that Evo office, office upstairs. Yeah. I'll move yeah. into yeah. that
2: yeah turn that into my house yeah there you go and then
5: put I'll you on here. the 12th floor the penthouse i don't think that's going to happen Cap, <laughs> hey, because if you do that my Russ, wife I is going to have swimming a pool. if i work roof, any more hours boy. than i already work for okay.
3: this joint i got you i, I want you to put a swim pool on the roof of this building Russ. <laughs> 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 that's what i want man once you get i just want to stretch
5: it matt i just want to stretch it between here and the summit house and yeah. swim the length there you go back.
2: oh nice Nice. Have a glass bottom, and then oh, maybe man. Jason Statham will show up and drill a hole in the bottom. It is it.
3: fun Friday. We might as well dream big. <laughs> yeah, big old swimming pool on the twelfth. Did
2: you see? A, did you see that one about the professional where he's the hit man? That was a great Bronson film. That was he, a great film, and he he put he put the hole in the bottom of the pool. That was, that was a, that sucked was a, the guy through the that was a hole. great
0: little movie, <laughs> man. That was, that was a fun little action it was, pick. It was, it was a, a good movie, movie
2: man. I liked the guy. I mean, he's yeah. one of my yeah, action heroes. Yeah, He'll hero. be. You'll be here this He's summer good. in The Meg. Oh, that's an awesome movie. That the be, big, do, do a lot of business, man. You think? You think? You know? Augustine was big and John. August tenth. <laughs> wait till you see The Meg. I like where that little girl's sitting by the big yep, yep, glass window. Yeah. Yep. And that baby puts its teeth right on the glass, and she's standing there. And she looks like a dwarf. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! It's gonna be a great it's film. A great great film. It's great gonna be film. fun. It's gonna no be a fun movie. No but go see Deadpool too. You'll enjoy it. If you're easily offended, don't go. Don't just take take my word for it. It will offend you. Yep. If if you don't like, uh, if it really bothers you, you hear some you know bad yeah, language. Go. There's bad language. Go. They make fun of everybody. If you're a social justice warrior, you're not going to like this movie. I'm just telling you. Well, um, you know, there's some counter-programming this weekend if you want to check
3: something else out. Now, Show Dogs is out right now. I'm going to turn it right over now. to you for that. Show Dogs is out right now. It's PG. It's a great little kids movie. There's been a drought of kids films lately. Take the little ones out. Check out Show Dogs. It's great for little kids, elementary school kids, the whole bit. Now you know, it,
2: That looks kind of interesting because yeah. it's not animated. It looks like they use real dogs. Cool little movie. Cool okay. little movie. All right, cool.
3: Um, and then uh, – um. Book Club is out, and Book Club stars a virtual roster of Hollywood-hitting uh, le- leading ladies that are now senior citizens. And there's that's a good film for senior citizens that's out right now and a product for somebody that does not want to watch an R-rated movie. I would highly recommend Book Club from Paramount Pictures. Right, here's you know, who's in check it. That out.
2: Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candice Bergen, and Mary Steenburgen from uh, Little Rock, in fact. Yes. Good article about her, by the way, in the style section of the Arkansas Democrat oh, Gazette is. today. If you're from here
3: and you can rub two pennies together to make a uh, finger painting object, you're lauded for being an awesome artist.
2: And listen listen to this. Okay. Here's, the, uh, here's other people who are in it. Craig T. Nelson. Hey, now that's somebody. Andy Garcia. Unbelievably awesome. Don Johnson. Don Johnson's great. And Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus is cool. Read off the list of ladies again. They are Diane Keaton, awesome Jane Fonda. Ooh, she's so cool. Candice Bergen. Let's do it. Mary Steenburgen. Four great female actresses. Oh, yeah. and and Steenburgen talks about how yeah, you got you get a certain age in Hollywood and you start seeing your work dry up. She said she's not had that problem. You named off about
3: ten good actors and actresses, and then her.
2: Yeah, yeah, she's so. really good too. If you say I didn't so. realize. Do you know she's been in 66 movies now?
3: If you say so. <laughs> Whatever you say. It's your show.
2: I your just show. want her to come out. One, remember when I did One Magic Christmas? Mm-hmm. I did that movie because I thought it was probably the best right. remake I've ever seen okay. of It's a Wonderful Life. It okay. was even darker right. than It's a Wonderful Life. And I worked with her agency yeah. for months yeah. to try to get her to come out and talk really? about what was going on with that movie. Uh-huh. And. I finally got the word she uh-huh. just wouldn't do it because she didn't like my politics.
3: Right. So so you've wanted to do an event with her for 20 years, and
2: it hasn't happened. Nope. Nope. And it's a great and movie. Again more, again, more to my point. Okay. All right. You know, I, li- I liked a lot of the movies she's been in. What was this movie she was in not too long ago? Oh, gosh. Never mind. It, it's it, a waste it's of time. It's out of my mind. It's now. a waste of time. Anyway. Somehow
3: she continues to have a job. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Anyway, and I mean she's never shown up over to riverdale Ah. Uh, Are you expecting Adam Driver to stop by sometime? Um. Uh, you know, I.
3: I mean, it, his dad's always there watching movies. I mean, the dad's a cool dude. I mean, I don't know. It. It's. Um. Allegedly, she supports local stuff, but I've never seen it. Yeah. In the twenty years <laughs> I've been doing local here in the little yeah. area, but anyway, moving on. Okay uh to something cool before he gets ugly yes yes. um you know we've also got disobedience at the riverdale 10 this weekend i I got exclusive
2: rachel weiss is in this and she's one of my favorite female actresses let us riff on that for a minute okay she's done great 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 movies in the past you know she really got her big break in the mummy movies do you remember those
5: uh, yeah, I remember those.
2: Yeah, and and she was in, and she was in, I think the first two, and then she said she didn't want to do any more, and wanted to do you know bigger and better things. So she's in this one movie with uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams is probably best known for uh, the uh, Sherlock Holmes movie with Jude Law and uh, Iron Man yeah you know, Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. But she did the first one and then she held out for a bunch more money for the second one thinking that that the reason people were coming to the movie was to see her and guess what they weren't they were coming to see Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law and they didn't they didn't cast her and I'll be honest after that she didn't do too many big movies anymore. All right. So anyways, just something to keep in mind. Uh, don't, uh, don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's not a good thing to do. You start biting the hand to feed you. You might find that the hand doesn't feed you very well from that point on. You know, if you hate paying taxes now and who doesn't uh, just wait until you withdraw money from your IRA, 401k or other retirement accounts, required minimum distributions could force you to withdraw money From these accounts, whether you want to or you don't want to, could trigger an avalanche of taxes, and every year could get more and more expensive. David Lucas specializes in strategies that could reduce the taxes, save you thousands of dollars. If you've saved at least $200,000 for retirement, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free review now at 501-653-6690. If you want to learn how you could save thousands in taxes on your IRA or four hundred one k, call five zero one six five three sixty six ninety. All right, back with you here on the Dave Elswick Show. Just mentioning to to Matt, I looked up and I've I've got the flat screen going. Yeah. Okay, now okay. that shooting happened at what ten o'clock our time? Ralph? Oh, it happened uh, this morning. Yeah, about okay. 10 o'clock. Where, where They're at? still where wall-to-wall trouble. Uh, sa- uh, it's in uh, Santa Fe, Texas. It's outside okay. Houston, about what, 35 what was, miles what's outside. What's the details on it real they've, quick? They've yes.
5: had several news conferences from out what's of there the, is what's, what's going the, on, and they, they keep, the, keep going back for more news conferences. Well, what A 17-year-old
2: there. student killed 10 uh, other students today. What was he armed with? With a shotgun. A shotgun? They sawed off. Shotgun. he did not
3: have an assault rifle no. so he already had he had possession of an and an, an, he had possession of a
2: legal rifle that he made illegal because right. he cut the barrel back
3: but it wasn't legal for him to have it because he was under 18
2: yeah well that's true
3: so if we had had it in place and i'm just just riffing <laughs> for a moment but i mean you know i'm not as hip to these things as you are because i had a cousin who had a class 3 firearms license so i'm not gonna talk about how heavily armed i am but
2: <laughs> at any rate and we won't talk about the two uh the rate, two turrets that he has with the 30 well, cows
3: if you can get over that eight foot fence and get past the security cameras and hannibal you know and get inside the house <laughs> okay, you know, I what, answer breed? For what breed what breed is hannibal? a belgian okay i big, got two big yeah, dog. I, I got four dogs okay i got four dogs i got a belgian i got a german shepherd i got a king charles cavalier and i got a toy-sized pomeranian
2: Boy, he's uh, he must feel really out of place. The toy, he's the most vicious dog in the
5: back. What
3: are you the, talking about? The toy size Palm about I don't know twelve fifteen years old. It's my wife's dog. That thing is man that, that rascal's old. It's been around forever, missing teeth. Uh, yes, and and hair. You know the rest, that little yeah. rascal's about just a, not even a white furball anymore. It's just kind of a pink skin now. <laughs> we love the little dog. So anyway, and then then I got a King Charles Cavalier, which has got to be like the greatest dog in the history of time for a kid. Man, these kids can lay on this dog, hug this dog, pull on this dog's tail, pull on this dog's ears, fall down on this dog, tackle this dog. And if the dog is hurt, all they do is cry and lay down. That's what my, my
2: Rottweiler was. Man, Love this, my kids.
3: This King Charles Cavalier, man, is just the most kid-tempered dog ever. Now, that Pomeranian ain't putting up with none of it. If they pull her hair <laughs> or something, she will growl. She will get upset. But that 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 uh, King Charles Cavalier never growled, never nipped at nobody. I I, I can't believe how well tempered that dog yeah. is. Harley's a German Shepherd, and uh, Hannibal is a is a is a Belgian. But you know Harley's Harley's bigger and stockier and heavier sure. than, uh, than 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 the Belgian than Hannibal. But um, and Harley is uh, he, he's a good dog. I mean, he's a good pr- protection dog. He's a good dog. Hannibal is is too much dog. Hannibal is too much <laughs> dog. He likes he likes. Me and my wife, my two kids, grandma, uh, the house sitter, uh, the babysitter, and that's about it. And (laughs) if you
2: show up and you're not one of them, (laughs) you're going to lose part of your body. Everybody else is circumspect. Now, (laughs) I mean, if
3: if I got some guys come over the house or whatever you know maybe you know you
2: introduce maybe. them and they're cool he's cool no
3: no like if i got like if i got somebody come over the house like somebody's coming over to do some work or something like that or i got like one or two friends coming by then i'll i'll put him up and it's cool but like if we're gonna have like a birthday party for my kid or something i gotta take him somewhere else
2: oh really i gotta
3: take him down to my mama's yeah he ain't having that i mean he, you know if he's on the other <laughs> side of the door he's trying to come through the door he don't like all them people right. you know, that's a bunch of voices he don't know so he, he he's really just too too much dog, really. I, I,
2: you know. So how many pounds of food does it eat a week? Oh man, they 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 they
3: they put it away. Yes, I put know. Away. Yeah, now, I can now, only imagine that little old uh, you know that King Charles Cavalier might be I don't know fifteen pounds, and you know, Pomeranian eats it, two bowls. Yeah, I mean it'll eat a little. <laughs> it'll eat a little. You know, a handful, like two handfuls of of dried dog food feed that King Charles Cavalier every day, and the Pomeranian eats chicken out of a can, a little old small can of chicken. It's <laughs> oh hell it ain't even as big as your palm i probably. know you know i mean it's just isn't that much
2: i understand but anyway
3: anyway anyway the big dogs what, what, eat
2: big meals man
3: whatever, you know I, I just believe that fences and dogs and alarm systems and cameras work i mean i believe they work i mean okay. i really do i really do not to say you shouldn't have a weapon i mean if that's your choice but i believe those other things work you know of course you got to arm your alarm if you want it to work you don't need to be one of those people that arms it two weeks out of the year when you're on vacation <laughs> and you need to arm the thing when you go to work okay and, anyway, you—if you leave the house, go out to the movies, you got an alarm. Turn the alarm on. Turn off when you get back. I mean, you get a remote now. Just touch the remote, like unlocking your car key. Anyway,
2: all right. Keep your thoughts. am okay. right. Sorry, Keep your I got thought. off track. I got well, on the dots. I got we're off track. Li- well, listen. to We'll hear more about this when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's a Friday, a fun Friday. We got more movies to talk about. We got Matt for another half hour. Then we're going to talk about the little comic con. At about three thirty-five, stick around. A lot more coming your way. All right. So, Matt Smith is here. He's got four dogs. So, here is here's the the make or break question. Okay. For when you have dogs. Okay. I want to have a, a Rottweiler. Again. Okay. My wife okay. is against it, not because he's just a big dog. I mean, right. a, a good sized Rotty is going to weigh somewhere between one twenty-five and one forty. Yeah, they're beautiful, and and they're, and beautiful they're dogs. great, great family dogs. Beautiful dogs. But here's the problem. After they've eaten, they drop about a five megaton load out into your yard. That's true. And somebody, somebody's got to clean that up on a regular basis. Or somebody's going to step in it. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's a bad deal if you step well, in it. You got
3: to decide if you're going to open the back door and just let them go out there and do whatever. Or if you can put that dog on a leash and take that dog to a specific spot. You got to make that decision. So you know, yeah. I mean, if you do that,
2: then and if you're taking you know, him a for a outcome, walk, you right? gotta take, you know, a, a gallon, a gallon, uh, you know, hefty bag with you, right? So that <laughs> you can reach down, pick it up, right. turn right. it inside out, and zip it up. I right. I agree. I I remember I used I, Baron was my first uh, Rottweiler. Loved that dog, but if you were taking him out for a walk, you had to watch him because. He'd start dropping turds along the road. He wouldn't even stop. He would do it while he's walking. It was Sounds craziest. like a sled dog. It was crazy. I got work to do. I ain't got time to stop. Yeah, I don't have time to give, it, to get give you a break. Yet. I'm, I'm you know, going. I go. ain't stopping. It was, a, But he was one of the best dogs I have ever in my life. Had. Here's the only thing that was bad, and it's yeah. bad about any big dog. Your big dog, I bet this is yeah. bad, too. They get gas that will kill you. Yeah, if you're in, stuck in the same room with them,
3: and you know, and the other thing too is, as they get older, you know, they have those joint issues. Yes, they and, do. And, you know, with the with the hips and their knee joint things and all that, and, and their shoulder joints, and that's that's always sad. And, and, then, and then you got to be hate, willing to yeah, put them yeah, down. I
2: hate that. I hate that. You know, you no. got to be willing to do it because they, they're, they're big they're, and heavy like that,
3: and their joints wear out. You know, I it just it's, it's heartbreaking. I hate and, that. And I
2: all right, so anyway, let's anyway. talk about the shooting. You want to okay, mention well, some no, of the shooting?
3: Okay, so, you know, let me see here. Okay, this guy had a sawed off shotgun.
2: 17 year old kid.
3: This guy had a sawed off shotgun, yep. which is already an illegal weapon. Yep. It's on the books yep. to be illegal. Yep. Didn't stop him from getting it. Nope. He's 17 years old, which means he can't legally purchase a long gun because he wasn't 18 and he uh, could not legally purchase a handgun because he wasn't 21, yet he was 17 and still got his hands on the gun. Um, if we had had an assault weapons ban, the assault weapon would have been illegal, but he'd not using an assault weapon, he used a shotgun. So I don't understand the disconnect between putting more laws on the books and how that's going to help stop a... Crazy seventeen-year-old with a shotgun. Okay, I, that that was my only thing. You know that I know I, that. I, I, I think
2: everybody knows that. I don't if they know think how. About I don't it. know
3: how you stop crazy by writing a law. You can't. I, I, I don't. I don't get that. You know. I mean,
2: let me give you a, a good example I, I, of this. Just, we've just had we had the shooting know, in Florida. We've had right, this shooting here. In right. between, Sickening. we've s- had s- this said. problem up in uh, Valonia, where Vologna. they yeah they had a kid. That was uh, really misbehaving and posting things on Facebook about how, you know, I carry a gun, you're going oh, to run and, really? and all of that. Whoa, I missed that. And In uh, Bologna. And Volo- yes, wow. and Bologna's okay. the Bologna school system said, you can't come back to class. We were well, smart. You're dangerous. That was smart. All right. Now, they were They were smart right? Were smart about that. Let me see if I find the story here. Oh, it's in
3: the paper today? Well, I hadn't read today's paper, man, so I guess can that's why I'm out see, of the loop. Can you see that,
2: that headline? right? Suit my, over expelled student alleges free speech rights about. Oh, my God.
3: What is it, the ACLU? So they told Are you him kidding me? He's,
2: come ba- he's got to be allowed to come back into class. I'm just saying... Here we are. We just had this discussion not more than two months ago <sighs> wow. about when kids start acting out like so this. So freedom of we've speech is we got to deal
3: with it. His freedom of speech is infringed because he posted that he was going to bring a gun to school and they expelled the kid.
2: Well, he said that you know I I have guns and people are afraid of me and all of that and I I you know he had told the teacher that that's he wanted to kill rank. he wanted to kill people. That's his free speech right. Yeah, that's his free speech. So rank. he can say that and still go to school. <laughs> yep.
3: How the hell are we supposed to protect the schools? Oh, yeah, wait a minute, hold up. We can't arm the teachers either.
2: No, we can't do that.
3: I don't understand i don't understand i'm not saying give every teacher a gun like you know you got the kindergarten teacher the first grade teacher the elementary teacher don't want a gun but if you got a, a principal or a coach or a football player or a history teacher somebody that wants a gun male or female and they want to go through the process of the enhanced carry and if all those they classes,
2: are legally able to carry a firearm and they want, they want to, to do that enhanced, then they should deal, be fine with it you
3: know they do all the extra training right yep i don't know why they couldn't carry the gun i mean if I was a teacher and I had my concealed weapon permit and I made the choice that I wanted to carry one, then you told me, well, when you teach teaching at the school, you
2: need to leave the gun at home. Mm-hmm. Or leave it out in your car. How
3: is that not a violation of their rights?
2: I'm, I mean, I don't... Now see you getting into those shady areas.
3: I'm saying, I mean... I know,
4: I agree you with you. Shoot you know.
3: a, I'm just asking questions, right? I don't understand the whole thing behind that and that left-wing... Some of the right wing stuff's crazy too, but the left wing stuff's crazy on that. He can say he wants to shoot up a school, and if you expel the kid, you violated his rights. But if you've got a teacher that is concealed carry qualified and has the permit, they can't bring the gun to school. But that's not a violation of their rights.
2: Here, I don't, I don't here's my thing: if you were the judge who made that Ooh. decision, and a week later this kid took a firearm, got inside a school, and killed ten or twelve kids, how you gonna feel, judge? How you going to feel? I think you should be taken out in the public square, and everybody should be giving rotten tomatoes so they can throw them at you.
3: That's just that's, that's sad, man. They say report, turn it in, report, turn it in. That's, you report, yeah. turn and it in. And then they nothing don't do done. nothing about Nothing's it. Nothing's done. Yeah. I can't believe that. I, I have not read today's paper. I, otherwise, I'd be well, clued in. That was
2: in yesterday's, I think. Yeah, that's oh, yesterday's man. paper. Wow. But anyway, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't get the chance to really get me, into it yesterday. That makes me
3: sad that is sad yeah i hate to hear that I, I hate to hear that for the valonia kids and people having to worry about that luckily school's almost out for this year Whew, see what happens in the fall form. i guess bless their hearts That's horrible that's just horrible
2: it's it's crazy they
3: probably stuff. know the dude's weird too you know if
2: something like that was well serious. just so, like that kid in you know, florida that dude in florida was a sight. you hear you yeah and he was in their special program for students that were troubled yeah, the thing
3: that irritated me too is about the cop. He didn't even go try to stop him. Oh yeah,
2: and he did. You hear that? He got his uh, his retirement.
3: They need to sue him, take his retirement. He need to be prosecuted for something dereliction of duty, something
2: big, big,
3: something. big, yeah. big
2: retirement. Get something. guy was so something. anyway. That's I'm just telling Silly you. Guy for unlawful death. Or something. It, Man, if you can't, if when you report these problems, nobody can. Respond to them to keep bad things from happening. Then why even report them? I mean, hey, I just, you know, it's a good question. Pray I for think. those people. That's what yeah. you,
3: you pray for those people. That's what you do. Just, but you don't, but not pray for them at the school.
2: Well, yeah, and uh, we won't let. Uh, we're not going to let people have firearms to protect themselves. But we'll, you know, if somebody walks in and has a firearm illegally, they're going to take life after life. For every 10 seconds, once the shooting starts, every 10 seconds, somebody's getting shot and probably fatally wounded. 10 seconds. Man. And so if you're waiting for the cops to get there, that's a long you better three, hope four yeah, minutes. three minutes, four minutes, that's a lot of kids a long time. and teachers that are at the uh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, whims of the person mm, that's the evil that's there. All right, so with that, I want to turn yeah, it back over to you. Yeah, let's just let's talk, talk about, about movies now. Yes, please. Let's move on.
3: Okay, okay, let's talk about something cool. Riverdale 10, that's Riverdale 10 VIP Cinema. You can come see us Tuesday night at 7 o'clock and check out the classic movie Fight Club. Tickets are also now at Riverdale10.com. New this week at Riverdale 10, Deadpool 2 on two screens. Book Club on two screens. Show Dogs Avengers Infinity War, Breaking In, Life of the Party, Overboard, and Tully. Riverdale10.com. Over 40 different beers, eight different wines, full food menu, electric leather recliners with tables and reserved seating. Likes on Facebook. Uh, you can sign up for email newsletter, download the free Theater Group mobile app, all at the website, riverdell10.com. Also playing exclusively exclusively this week is Disobedience. Disobedience is the new film starring Rachel Wentz and Rachel McAdams. Disobedience, doing a lot of business uh, right now, one of our cool new independent titles. Uh, about a couple of uh, Jewish girls who are in a forbidden relationship. Uh, go to riverdell10.com, click on Disobedience for more information. And that is an exclusive for us. Uh, Next week, of course, we will have Solo, A Star Wars Story, Thursday night. Those tickets are already on sale. And we have Pope Francis, A Man of His Word. Uh, That starts next week, too. That will be an exclusive for Riverdale. It's a cool documentary about the Pope. And it's got a Thursday night show. Those tickets are on sale as well at Riverdale10.com. Now, if you're down in Dave's hometown in the big city of Cabot, Arkansas.
2: That's right.
3: Don't forget it. CabotVIP.com. dot com Deadpool 2, Show Dogs, Book Club, Life of the Party, Breaking In, Overboard, and Avengers Infinity War. Now, Avengers Infinity War and Deadpool 2 are both playing on two screens. And. Cabot is the website. And of course we've got a full food menu gift cards and tickets are available online. There's a ticketing kiosk in the lobby with a scanner to print off the advanced tickets that you bought ahead of time online. Just go over to the ticketing kiosk and use the scanner. We also have a ticketing kiosk in Searcy. And of course we've got a couple of ticketing kiosks at Riverdale. Go to CabotVIPCinema.com. Check out that full food menu that we're serving there. All kinds of wonderful cooked food. Like the Facebook page. Sign up for the email newsletter. Download the free Theater Group mobile app. Don't forget about the 2018 Theater Group Refill Tub. You get free popcorn on Wednesdays, and you can refill that big 200-ounce popcorn tub anytime for $4, Thursday through Tuesday. Get that Theater Group free refill popcorn tub. You can use it at all four locations, Cabot Hot Springs, Searcy, and Riverdale Ten. And if you buy a gift card at any of the four theaters, you can redeem that gift card at all four locations. Be sure to stop by our uh, concession condiment stand, get all the free fixings for your food, pick up that free butter that's at all the locations as well. We accept all major credit cards. And Cabot has leather electric luxury recliners with tables and reserve seating in all auditoriums. Be sure to check that out, cabotvipcinema.com. If you're down in the big city of Hot Springs, in Hot Springs we're serving over 40 different beers and eight different wines. Reserve seating, luxury leather electric recliners with tables. In Hot Springs, a full food menu, chicken strips. This is at all the movie theaters. Chicken strips, cheeseburgers, french fries, Mm. uh, uh, chicken wings, uh, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, Nathan's hot dogs, uh, Bavarian pretzels, State Fair corn dogs. We have uh, Eisenberg hot dogs. We serve uh, nachos with Gale's cheese. Uh, We have, of course, candy and popcorn and, uh, of course, soda and bottled water and frozen Coke uh, And in Hot Springs and at Riverdale, uh, eight different uh, wines, 40 different beers, any type of food you might want to eat, ice cream, um, chocolate, peanut butter pie, uh, lemon pie, uh, just just about any type of dessert or food you would want, onion rings, grilled chicken sandwiches, Hot Springs VIPCinema.com. Now showing on two screens, Deadpool 2, new this week. Also this week, Book Club, and of course also this week Breaking In and Overboard. Hot Springs VIP.com. Like us on Facebook. Sign up for the email newsletter. Uh, be sure to download the free theater group mobile app. And all the information about all these movie theaters right there on the website. Just go to the website and check it out. Um, get that mobile app. Click on Menu to see the full food menu. Uh, now, of course, in uh, Hot Springs uh, and in Cabot this summer, we'll have uh, movies on Monday and in Searcy. We'll have movies on Monday and, and Tuesday mornings. Uh, doors are going to open at 9.30. Movies going to start at 10.30. Uh, during this movie, it's our summer family film series programming. Uh you get in for just $2 per person in Cersei. Uh it's $4 per person in Hot Springs and Cabot. Uh during the movie, soda is only a dollar and popcorn is only a dollar. Visit hotspringsvipcinema.com for a full list of the movies. It'll be ten movies uh this week, uh this summer, uh one movie every week uh starting the first Monday in June. Uh visit com for the movie listing there. hotspringsvipcinema.com, and Cabot for those features and showtimes. Um, all summer long, Hot Springs will have regular movies starting at about 11 a.m. And all summer long, Riverdale will have regular movies starting at about 11 a.m. That starts in both locations at, um, on, on Thursday, the 24th, next Thursday, a week from now. And in, uh, Cabot at Cersei will have 2 p.m. afternoon matinee showtimes. Some showtimes may be around 1 p.m. Uh, every afternoon, uh, starting a week from today. Uh, if you're down in the big city of Cersei it's SearcyCinema.com. We're showing Deadpool, Show Dogs, Avengers Infinity War, Breaking In, Life of the Party, A Quiet Place, Overboard. We're also holding over Rampage, Truth or Dare, I Can Only Imagine. CerseiCinema.com. Got a full food menu with all those wonderful foods we talked about, made fresh, when you order it, pizza. Handcrafted pepperoni cheese pizza. It's good stuff. Click menu at com to check out the full food menu. Like the Circe Cinema Facebook page at SearcyCinema8, excuse me, com. Like the Facebook page. Sign up for the email newsletter. Uh, download the free mobile app. Click on menu to see the full food menu there in Circe, and you can click on the Summer Movie Series program to see the 10 movies we're doing this summer for only $2. com. All
2: right. Now you know what's playing and what's playing where and you can eat good. You can uh, get something to drink and get free butter on your popcorn. It's a great place to go. Any of the cinemas uh, that uh, Matt uh, owns and, and runs. So Dave Ellswick show, don't forget about Holland Bottom Farms. Let's talk about strawberries just a moment. Strawberry season will not last much longer. Uh, and the way people are buying them up, they're, you're going like hotcakes I was out there last weekend and was standing in line of about 50 people trying to trying to, trying to to get uh, uh, strawberries. Yes, sir.
3: I'll tell you what's way cool, and I love the strawberries, okay, because I yeah. go there and buy them. Yeah. This year, man, they had a van over by the Kroger on yes. Chanel. Yeah, over at Kerf. I, I don't know if it's still over there or not, man. It's but there. I, is it there today yes dude i'm going there when i leave all here. right there you go because i've been stopping by there and buying those strawberries oh my god kill me now they're, they're the good greatest strawberries of all they time, really bro. are they're like crack all they are so you. good they got like this huge box man for like 17 bucks yeah five quarts dude my family been going through a box a week
2: <laughs> it's not <laughs> my, hard I'm my just daughter saying. loves them man it's not hard it's great great eating uh yeah they got uh several uh satellite uh places up in searcy on uh, east race street right across from the hospital at the conoco station you'll find the van there uh you'll find one at chenal parkway and kirk right across from the kroger that's here the in spot Little i Rock. keep hitting yeah. yes yes that's where yes, you need to go the guy's got a fan load it's great yeah great place to go And that's a Holland Bottom Farm strawberry. It's the best strawberries, I'm just telling you, seriously, and you're hearing it from Matt as well. Ever, in the history of time. That you'll ever put your lips on. That's Holland Bottom Farms. All right, we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Just about a minute and 15 seconds left here with Matt Smith. He's got to get back to work, and he works hard at all of these theaters, making sure to keep you all happy. When's the big meeting uh, for uh, Cabot?
3: That's going to be Monday night, and I, I tell you, man, I've just been—it's been awesome. The Cabot Chamber of Commerce has been awesome. Uh, spoke to the city council on Monday, the seventh. It was—they were so—they were great. Um, Mayor was real nice. Um, there were a lot of people on the council. They asked a lot of really uh, important relevant questions, questions. Very important questions. Relevant questions. They were very nice and polite about it. Um, Cabot has been a a a pleasant experience for me. Um, You know, I, I, I wish some other cities that I do business in were, were that pleasant. Uh, there seems to be a progressive, forward-looking, business-positive mindset at the City Hall in Cabot, and I'm hoping we'll get that in Searcy at the election in November because we don't have it now.
2: All right. We're out of time, and, uh, of course, the uh, billboards for Cyprus running for mayor again are keep the progress going. All right, Matt. Thanks for coming in. Thank uh, you. W- we'll see you in two weeks. Riverdale10.com. All right. Did you know that it's been ten years? I didn't realize it had been this year, this long. Ten years since the uh, Little Rock Comic Con has gotten started uh, here in the Little Rock area, and there's some pretty cool things that are that are going on this year. Guess who they got coming in, uh, Russ? W- uh, w- e- Fillion, maybe? WWE, Larry Lawler is going to be there. Yeah, Larry Lawler is going to be Larry there. Larry or Jerry? No, it's just Larry Lawler. That's what I got. So, and uh, Timothy Lim, somebody who we know very well is going to be over there as, yes. as well. Now, it could be Jerry Lawler, too, because there's a very famous WWE guy by the name of Jerry Lawler. Lawler as well. The King. Who? Yeah, the King. Yeah. Is Mike on line one? No, he's on line two. Okay, let's pick him up here. Hey, Mike, how are you? Is it Jerry or is it Larry?
6: It is Jerry, the King Lawler. There we
2: go. Okay. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to to get on Shane Stack's. He said. uh, Said Larry here.
6: Oh, and also we just announced just a little bit ago. Now we will have his son Brian Christopher, known as Grandmaster Sexy, <laughs> in attendance as well. <laughs> Grand that's master. awesome. So, so not just one lawyer. You're going to get two lawyers,
2: basically. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I, 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 this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. Go ahead and, and pop Shane on too, because he's he's going to join us here on the air, here uh, as well. Is he is he on with us right now? Hey, Shane i'm not hearing him you need me to po- pop him up there no okay just know shane russ is trying to get you on we'll 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 make sure we get to talk to you here i think i think it's cool you're bringing timothy Lim on as as well mike because he has really gotten some traction over the last year
6: well yeah actually uh we had a uh, tim last year uh He's a great individual, a great artist, and I've talked to him on a number of occasions. Right, I really enjoy his work, and it's it's absolutely amazing that he is a he's a local artist here yeah. in Arkansas. That's the best part of that. We have some homegrown talent in Arkansas. You know, not only him, but you know the Brent Weisers, Higgins. You know, we have some good people
2: here. Yes, in- we do. So tell tell us I remember when you did this uh I think the first couple of years I had you on my show when you were do, uh, putting this all together what's what has yeah. what what has been the the real important parts of keeping this going for 10 years Patience and a wall of
6: whiskey <laughs> That's what, Patience and whiskey
0: my
2: friend Patience no, and I whiskey mean,
6: I'll be honest with you. I love doing this. I'm probably 40 this year, and I'm still a child at heart. Yeah. I I enjoy meeting these new these celebrities, bringing them to town. Uh-huh. I enjoy all of this. I mean, you know, this year we got uh, Michelle Harrison from the CW Flash, um, uh, Blake Foster from uh, Power Rangers Turbo. He was the uh, 12-year-old kid. And, you know, this isn't our first year bringing in guests. This is actually our first our fourth year of bringing them in. And it's paid off a lot in the long run to have these guests come in. They brought in a lot of foot traffic. And, you know, ever since we moved from the Little Rock area to the Benton Event Center, uh-huh. it is actually, I mean, we left the La Quinta Inn at, like, 450 people were in attendance, and our first show at Benton had doubled. Wow. And then it, then it doubled again and then doubled again. So, I mean, it. It's out there. I mean, you know, we're getting a lot of foot traffic in the door. A lot of noise is being made out there about us, what we're bringing in, you know, what we offer. And the, the one thing about us is, is that you know, you know, we're you know, we we were local. we were, you know, a mom and pop organization that started ten years ago, and back then we were it. There was nobody else doing this. Now, you know, now everybody wants to do it, but you know, we we enjoy we encourage everyone to you know, try it out, see if it's their cup of tea and if they
2: can, you know, enjoy doing it, And you know. Now, I, I was, we were talking last uh, week on the show. Uh, Mitch Breitweiser was here. Timothy Lim was here. Shane was here. We were having our geek, our uh, monthly geek uh, get together. And it was mentioned that you're going to have uh, several uh, comic book vendors as well at the uh, Comic-Con, which is, is really good as well
6: is amazing how many comic vendors we will have this year. Last I counted, I know for a fact we got of comics, which is tremendous in our 10-year history, because usually the most we had was maybe like five to seven booths, you know, and that was it. But now we have 15, you know, dedicated for sure that, you know, we'll have. Which is, you know, so if you're looking for comics, you're looking for a comic show, <laughs> for once, we could, you know, say... We're going to have a lot of comic dealers. You know, wow. from year to year, it, it, it varies. You don't know what you're going to get. And we got a lot of fresh vendors coming in. We got guys coming from Chicago, we got Georgia, East Tennessee, Oklahoma, wow. Louisiana. The word is getting out there that Arkansas is in the con game.
2: All right. Hey, so, hey, Shane, you're with us now. I'm sure you're listening in. You were really excited about all the comic book vendors that were coming in. Are you there, Shane? Well, we've been trying to get Hello? Shane. Hello, there Hello? he is. Hello? Yeah, now How I did. got you.
7: That was my fault that time because I muted myself because I'm at the <laughs> office. Uh, yeah, first of all, I, bet, I beg your humble forgiveness for the Larry versus Jerry Lawler. I was, I was multitasking like crazy whenever I connected you up with Mike today. So that's okay uh, sorry about that. Yeah. That's
2: all right. But you're that's- excited about all the comic book vendors. You were really ah, going off on this last I- week.
7: I, I am, and I'll, I'll tell you why, because uh, Comic-Con, the term Comic-Con, has been co-opted over the past 10, 15 years into meaning a pop culture event. Uh, so a lot of the people that were heavy into comic books that got the whole thing started have kind of been getting edged out a little bit. You know, When I was walking into Little Rock Comic-Con last year, this guy I didn't even know We're walking in together and he goes, you think they'll actually have comic books here? Because I go to all these Comic-Cons and there's less and less comics. And and as Mike said, 15 vendors, that's a lot of comic book vendors. Uh, But in addition to that, there'll be a lot of other vendors as well, not just comic books. But yeah, I'm very excited to see that uh, Comic-Con is actually going to have a lot of comic book vendors. That You know, call me crazy.
2: Yeah, hey Mike, how many many vendors uh, are going to have collectibles to be bought?
6: Um, the rest of our vendors are going to have a selection of collectibles, uh, toys, um, and I get, you know, we get the occasional, you know, person that, you know, does hand-makes items and stuff of that nature. We'll have a few of those there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of them, you know, we got about right around 60 booths or 60 dealers, artists, guests.
2: Oh, cool. All
6: together. So you're just thinking 15 of them are just comic books, or it's fifteen to seventeen. Then the rest of them is, you know, we got costly organizations. We got an organization out of Kansas City called GI Joe the Finest. We have. We even got a local Walgreens uh, girl going to be there named Jessica,
4: going to be there
6: set up doing the red nose event. So I mean, there's going to be all kinds of stuff to see there this year.
2: Uh, this sounds. Yeah. This sounds really good, Mike. You've done a lot of planning for this year. How about people dressing up as their favorite characters? Are there going to be any competitions?
6: Yes, yeah, there will be a, a cosplay competition at uh, 3 o'clock on both days. Uh, and like I've always said, from year to year, you never know what people are going to come out at, and they will amaze you every time. Because yeah, I think the majority of these people are making their own stuff, and it's absolutely amazing. On what
2: they can do yeah they do see
6: some
7: really ama- oh sorry Dave. go ahead
2: no that's all right I mean it really is the I mean I, I I used to watch that cosplay show on uh, sci-fi these are people that do it professionally and it's really amazing how much money people uh, drop uh, to make those uh, costumes of their favorite comic book or anime character uh, come to life at, at one of these events, they they spend a Absolutely. lot of time.
6: I'm actually
7: Hi, going to premiere my cosplay tomorrow. I've been working on it for for several years. Actually, I'm going to premiere it for the first time tomorrow.
2: Really? Uh, what yeah. are you going to come as?
7: Uh, a 45 year old dork, uh, <laughs> desperately clinging to his geekness at his midlife
6: crisis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got that.
6: And then also, i like to say, you know, we do do an, an extra event now. It's called uh, the VIP Experience at Dave & Buster's in Little Rock with the celebrity guests. So, for $50, you get a weekend pass and a night pass Saturday night. And you get to go hang out with a celebrity guest, eat, drink, and play as well. Wow. Yeah.
7: Now, you only we had a few of those left last week. Well, you only had eight of those left last week, Mike. How many, how are you still, do you still
6: have... I'm- I'm
2: down to six now. I'm down to six. All right, so, Mike, you tell my listeners now, if they want to come to this, you know, what's the cost, what's the times, where exactly is it located if they want one of these VIP kinds of passes, where do they get that? Can they go online and get it? Do they have to call in and get it? It's all to you now, my brother. You tell me Uh everything they need to know.
6: All right, everyone, y'all can find us on Facebook as Little Rock Comic Book Con, and then also um, LR Comic Con at our website. Uh, the online ticket sales closed at 3 o'clock. That does not mean you won't get a ticket. Just come to the door with cash in hand or a credit card. Uh, $10 per day, 15 for the weekend, and we will still have the extra set of VIP passes available at the door as well, and those are $50. Um, We'll be open from uh, 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday.
2: Okay, so, you know, it's amazing to me when you look at, like, and I I know on scale this is nothing like San Diego, but on scale this is nothing like San Diego on cost either. San Diego can break your bank when you go to it.
6: Absolutely. I mean, it's... just to get in the door, of break your bank.
2: Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. we're talking big, big money. Here you have the opportunity to go out and see Jerry Lawler, see his son. He's going to be there. Did I, You said somebody's going to be there from The Flash. Who is it again?
6: Uh, her name's um, Michelle Harrison. She plays Nora Allen, which is Barry's mom. Okay. On the Flash TV show. And then, like I said, Blake Foster from Power Rangers Turbo. He was like the 12-year-old kid who morphed into an adult. He'll be there as well. Um, Jerry Lawler, I meant to say, uh, he will actually be a Saturday only. Okay. Ten ten 10 to 3 only. He'll be participating in an event down in Hot Springs Saturday
2: night. Well, the bottom line is, is if you want to see Jerry Lawler, be there between 10 and 3 so you can get an autograph or whatever. And, uh, you know, I don't uh, – some of them will charge you money for that, but uh, it's well – it's well uh, paid because you'll get, you get a really good autograph from those folks uh, in those cases. And the location at, uh, is at where again now, Mike?
6: I'm sorry, it's at the Bend Events Center in Bend, Arkansas, which is uh, pretty much next door to the uh, the movie theater there in Bend off I-30.
2: Right, okay.
6: In Tinseltown.
7: Oh, we're by Tinseltown.
2: Yeah. All She's right. How many people how many people total did you have last year? What are you hoping for this year? And then I'll let you go.
6: We're around uh two thousand and we expect over two thousand from a con that started out with a max of hundred and fifty people.
2: <laughs> Congratulations, my man. You 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 you'll be doing eleven years next year. Uh, let's set it up so you can come in and sit in with the geek squad and we can all sit here and geek out together. What do you think? Absolutely. I would love to do that. All right, Mike, thank you very much for your call. Shane, you stay with us. I'll be back with you. Talk. We'll talk just a few moments here uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Sonny's, Sonny's uh, Auto Salvage. It's a place to go when you don't want to spend a ton of money to fix up a car that has a ton of miles on it. For instance, my uh, Corolla that has almost 300,000 miles on it, transmission went out, got the transmission from Sonny's Auto Salvage, put it on. Uh, Same thing, we've got a new motor in the car now from Sunny's Auto Salvage. Three years, parts and labor, unlimited mileage. Don't have to worry about anything now for three whole years. And you can do that at Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. You just call 982-7451. That's 982-7451. And they will take good care of you. R.D. and his staff are super super people and remember they offer it's not just three-year warranties they offer one and two-year warranties on all their parts as well so when you want a part from a well-maintained total loss vehicles just turn to sunny's 982-7451 sunny's auto salvage your number one choice for recycled auto parts all right, don't forget about uh, you know conventional wisdom will uh, tell you that you should delay claiming Social Security to maximize your benefits, but that strategy today could wind up costing you tens of thousands of dollars. There's a lot more to claiming your Social Security benefits than you know. Your decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. Ultimately, it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars, even more. So learn how you could avoid this with a free customized Social Security review from David Lucas of David Lucas Financial right here in North Little Rock. David's a published author, host of the David Lucas show that you hear here on 101.1 The Answer. And if you save $200,000 for retirement, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free review now at 501-653-6690. Let me get back and uh, talk a little bit more to Shane. He's been uh, holding on, so we have a few more uh, moments here. And and Shane, it's no small deal that Mike has kept this Comic-Con for Little Rock going now for a decade. That's a big, big deal.
6: It really
7: is. Uh, You know, I enjoy working with Mike. This is the second year that... uh him and I have done some cross promotion, uh, between, you know, Little Rock Comic Con and Shane plays. So full transparency, you know, he's, uh, I help him, uh, you know, uh, promote the show. And then he, you know, he, he, uh, gives me space at the, at the convention and stuff like that. All right. So you're going to be broadcasting
2: live there tomorrow? Well, no, I did last year, but
7: tomorrow I'm not, I, I, there was a guest, uh, that needed to pre-record, and it was a big guest. It's we're discussing a new D and D book called Morgan Canon's Tome Foes that's coming out. It's a big deal, and they needed to pre-record, so it was a good fit for me to pre-record and play that tomorrow. But okay. I will be out at the convention tomorrow, uh, just kind of hanging out and uh, you know just enjoying it as, as a as, as an attendee. And uh, I just want to say, you know, Mike, uh, I enjoy working with him. I, I work with different organizations and and conventions and whatnot, and Mike's just been a really, really easy, easygoing guy to work with. Uh, But as far as the amount of work that goes into these things, uh, I'll tell you, you know, between, um, you know, know you and I have talked with Britt Douglas of the River City Comic Expo, uh, which is on hiatus for a couple of years, uh, you know, I've seen other people run them. It, these things are a lot of work. I mean, oh, a yeah. lot of work, yeah. And uh, like Mike said, he does it because he loves it, you know, because he's, he's a geek, he's, he's a kid at heart. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a geek to enjoy these things. Just come out, bring your family. Uh, like you said, there'll be a lot of, uh, of uh, people in costume, and there'll be a lot of really cool vendors. There will be comic books, but there'll also be vintage toys. There'll be books. Uh you know, they'll have cool stuff set up like uh like you can get your picture taken coming out of the heart the TARDIS, like the Doctor to the Doctor Who TARDIS and, <laughs> and there's just a lot of fun stuff like that going on. They'll have panels and you know, so it's just fun. And and other than you know, uh, the cost to get in, there, there's really, you know, you don't have to spend money. You can just go enjoy yourself. Yeah, but, you know? but I guess, think about that.
2: Yeah. $10 a day or $15 yeah. for the weekend. That is so ridiculously inexpensive, it's amazing. Right,
7: right. What I'd recommend to people, if they've never been to a con, uh, then I, I would recommend this. Uh, this is a great convention to go to for the first time. Uh, because it's big enough that it's good, uh, and there'll be a lot of good uh, guests there and that sort of thing. But it's not overwhelming like going to the San Diego Comic-Con oh, yeah. for the first time. It's right there by uh, the Tinseltown Movie Theater. There's a lot of great restaurants right there. Yep. So, you know, uh, I, I think it's a great opportunity to go go catch a movie or go out and eat and then pop over to the Benton Event Center. It's in the same area. It shares the parking lot with the Tinseltown. Uh, and just go in and check it out and have some fun.
8: All right, here's
2: the bottom line. If you're with your kids, go see The Avengers. If you're not with your kids, you can go see Deadpool 2. There you go. There you go. Although your,
7: your kids will probably cry at the end of Infinity uh, of the, of the War. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably, the probably will. The
2: and everybody's yeah. waiting for Avengers 4. There's, that's for sure. Hey, Shane, thanks so much for uh, making a few moments for me uh, today. But 10 years... I I give a big applause to Mike because I remember having him on the first year and uh, they were really just kind of kicking it off and they're, they're doing a great job. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. It's always a pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you later. I got to get uh, out of here. I got news coming up. Coming up in the next hour, Judge uh, Hickson's going to come on. He's running for the Supreme Court. We'll talk to him and we'll talk to him about uh, his concerns about what people are calling dark money. They got more concerns than I do, but that's that's neither here nor there. But we'll talk about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Into the 4 o'clock hour we go on a fun Friday, and it's good to have you along for the ride. Some of you now are heading home for the weekend. We who continue to work hate you, just so that you'll know. Our, our guest in the, uh, the studio, Judge Kenneth Hickson, is joining us. He is running for the Supreme Court. Here in the, uh, the state of Arkansas, good to have you here in the, uh, the studio, Judge. And uh, I guess first question the easiest always, and that is, why the Supreme Court? What was it about the Supreme Court? I mean, I know it's the, the number one court in, in the state, but uh, that's a big deal. That's a big job.
8: Uh, Dave, first of all, thanks for for the invitation to be here. I appreciate it very much, and and you're you're exactly right. The Supreme Court is a big deal. I've been on the Court of Appeals now uh, for—this is my sixth year, and I've been deciding cases for six years now. I've decided over 2,000 cases. I've written over 325 opinions, and I read the same newspapers that you read. I hear the same blogs and read the same Internet articles, and I I think— uh, bottom line is we can make the Supreme Court better, and I think with my experience and uh, what I've done the last thirty some odd years, uh, I'm the person that can make it better. Okay, you want to make it better? Better how? Well, uh, if you look at the experience that I bring to the table, again, I've, I, I've decided all these cases. I've got the uh, what I've learned the last six years since I've been on the Court of Appeals. I, I've learned really what judges can do and what they can't do and i guess the category would be judicial restraint you know we can't we can't just substitute our opinion for what a jury does or what a judge does below uh pretty we have pretty small parameters of what we can do and how we can do it so what I've learned the last six years is that we have to obey the rule of law. We can't be what everyone says judicial activists. That's kind of a magic word these days. And we just have to follow the law and uh, and let the law takes us uh, take us where it needs to go. We can't substitute our personal opinions, our our personal preferences, and change the results that way. And if you look at some recent Supreme Court opinions, and I, I I'm not going to name any specific opinions. Well, you can't and i can't but i i think uh again if you just read the articles you know i I don't think anyone is out to get the supreme court and there's been a lot of articles in the newspaper the last six months or or 24 months and uh when i go around the state and i've been all over the state two or three times now ordinary people come up to me and say we need to change and the buzzword that i hear is that the Supreme Court has become too political. Uh, what does that mean to individual people? I, I think individual people have individual interpretations of what that means. But, but what it means to me is that a, a court, a Supreme Court, cannot be result-oriented. You've just got to read the cases, you've got to read the facts, read the law, and regardless of what you personally want to do or what your philosophy is, you, you've just got to go where the law and the facts take you. And that's what I've been doing the last six years.
2: All right, let, let me ask about this. I I want to talk it I talk about it in generalities. Here's the the, the key here. As I talk to uh, Judge Hickson, I I'm I'm going to talk to him about several different issues. However, he's going to have problems answering anything specifically because there's there's never any telling when if he got to the court that that specific issue might not end up in the court before him so he can't uh, get himself set up so that he have to recuse himself from a case because he had said something uh, to me on this show.
8: That's right. The, there was an article today, I believe, in the Democrat Gazette editorial or something that kind of went through the rules on when you need to disqualify or have to disqualify yourself, and Justice Brown has written an article on it. So I'll go as far as I can, but but I'm not going to cross that line
2: All right. if that's fair enough. Hey, uh, We had a press release sent to us today, and I wanted to ask you about it because the Attorney General, Leslie Rutledge, is calling on the General Assembly to fix the initiative and referendum process here in the state. And one of the things she says is, only proposals that I am confident meet the Supreme Court's stringent tests are approved. Now, the Supreme Court being the Arkansas Supreme Court, and this was decided in the Lang and Wilson cases from 2016. After I approve the language, citizens must spend a great amount of time and money gathering the required number of signatures to have their proposals placed on the election ballot by the Secretary of State. At this point, opponents on the proposal can ask the Arkansas Supreme Court to strike it down. In its review, the court does not consider my initial approval of the proposal, but instead takes a completely new look at the language. Because such challenges occur very close to the election, proposals rejected by the Arkansas Supreme Court often still appear on the election ballot, adding further confusion for Arkansas voters. This is not the best process for Arkansans, he says, and the legislature needs to do something about it. Would you agree with what she's saying?
8: I, I, I've not read the article or heard what she said, but, but I, I would agree with the, the timeline. I think if the Supreme Court is going to strike down a ballot, uh, typically because it's ambiguous it, is the phrase they use, I, I would like to see it done in a timely manner so that pr- the proponent would have a chance to go back and cure whatever ambiguity the court finds.
2: Does there have to should there some be something in there? Look, I've gone through this process. When I first came to Arkansas, I worked with Carl Kimball and and several other people to get the food tax on the ballot where people could vote and get rid of it. Uh, it took us quite some time. Uh, for at that time, uh, prior was the, if it's, if I remember correctly was the the AG, and it took time for him to tell us that the language the title of the particular initiative was okay. And it's kind of a blind process because the AG is saying this is not clear enough. And you ask questions, well, what should I do? And they're not really forthcoming about what they think you should do to be able to meet the requirements for them to give the okay.
8: Well, the supreme court has always held that they are not going to give advisory opinions whatever you want to call advisory opinions and and i can understand that uh when i've i looked at a ballot title recently i don't know if it was the medical marijuana uh ballot title uh i don't recall exactly but it was almost a page long yes and i i I remember talking to my wife and said this is supposed to be a ballot title surely you don't have to put the entire statute uh, on the ballot. That doesn't seem reasonable to me. Mm -hmm. But having said that, I've never researched that law. I don't know what the statutes say have to be on the ballot title. title. But I certainly agree with the Attorney General that it needs to be done in a timely manner. And I think the bottom line is that the voters need to be able to read the ballot title and understand what they're voting for. To me, that's the bottom line, and whether it has to contain word by word the whole statute or the whole proposal, I don't know, but but the key to me is that the voter needs to know what they're voting for.
2: All right, it's 15 minutes after four. Roman uh, has a question for the judge. Hey, Roman, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show, and your question for Judge Hickson.
9: Uh, judge Hickson, I'm curious, in your opinion, where are we at with recognizing Under uh, I believe it's about uh, point 23 to 25 in the Arkansas State Constitution, where the lands are declared as a lodial. Sometimes I'm hearing from elected officials that that has no uh, bearing on my rights, and other times I was told that that was voted away. What's the reality of? of that right in the in light of a state where we have a motto that says the people rule. Can you uh, bring me up to speed on something that maybe I've missed?
8: You know, Roman, I, I'm sure that is an outstanding question, but we have 29 volumes of Arkansas law, plus 80-some-odd amendments to the Constitution, and I'm just not familiar with that. Uh, if you could give me a hint on what exactly you're referring to, I'll try to comment on it. But off the top of my head, I'm I'm not familiar with that particular section.
9: Well, under under the Declaration of Rights, sir, it it gives our uh, Kansans uh, the privilege of having land from God and without regulation is the notion of what theilodial tenure means. We are one of three states within the several states that has this declared right and uh from what i have gathered over the years of watching various land right groups and the various attacks on the ability of people to own land and use land uh, as they wish it seems like the legislators have constantly uh written state code state, you know, enabling legislation that circumvents this right. And one of those matters is annexation. And uh, around the state, there are various activities that are going on that a municipality based by the uh, support of the Municipal League and, of course, the enabling legislation says that cities can... Uh, absorb uh, land without consent of, of, the, of the population. That sort of seems to go against uh, the initial consent clause of rights and then the solodial tenor. Now, whether I've made that any more clear for you to, you know, make a comment on, about, you know, is that particular right alive? I mean, it is the state constitution, would people in times past have amended the constitution to say we don't need this
8: right? I appreciate your comments there. You know the the, the general the, the two general categories there. One is annexation, which typically happens when a larger city wants to gobble up a, a smaller city or uh, land out in the county that is not within uh, any municipal boundaries. The, the other area which has comes into play is the concept of eminent uh, domain uh, I practiced law for 30 years and I, I represented several people in eminent domain lawsuits against highway departments cities and states and, and that is always a fight the 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 right of the government to take private land you know their constitution says that uh, if it is a sufficient public purpose that it can be taken for just compensation, the fight—the initial fight—is whether it is in fact a public use and whether it, it should be a public use. Sometimes we've even seen this to put in shopping centers, and uh, I, I don't have a lot of problems if you want to put a highway somewhere. If you need to widen a highway, but when you start taking land for. Uh, I would almost call it a more of a private use than a public use. Then, then I, I have some problems, and and you're exactly right. The Constitution gives all citizens the right to own private property. Uh, the fight usually comes down once we get over the the right itself as to the amount of just compensation. Uh, typically, you go into a courtroom, and the government will have their representative who says it's worth X dollars, and the owner has his representative who says it's worth Y dollars, and there's a pretty good gap between the two, and we ask a jury to determine what the just compensation is. I don't have a problem with the jury compensation uh, aspect of it, but I share your concern that it, if it's, a sure enough, a public purpose and, the, and there's a public need, I understand the state's right to take. I don't always agree with it, but I understand it. Uh, the flip side of it is is that uh, the landowner certainly has the right to just compensation, and uh, I, I'm a fan of jury trials. I, I've had more than 100 jury trials in my career. Uh, I understand jury trials. I, I believe in the jury system, and uh, if a jury gives a landowner X amount or Y amount, uh, that that's pretty much the bottom line, and th- that's just the way our system works. And uh, is it perfect? No, but I, I am a believer in the jury system, and if the jury wants to award just compensation, generally they get it right.
9: Well, I'm I'm agree. A, a I'm a, uh, I'm sad that we have gone from the simplicity of a state. Uh, Constitution to the way too many enabling statutes that rob people of their right and property. And uh, with you going to the Supreme Court, uh, should you be so elected, I, I hope that if there's anything that you take with you from this moment is how important it is to make things simpler. And of course, that's not your job at this point. That's the legislator's job. But I, I, just would wish somehow that we could get away from the complexity uh, of everything the way it is, because people are further and further separated from the simple life. There's so many attorneys. There's so many uh, ways that circumvent the initiative process. Uh, there's so many jots and tittles that seem to always fall on the side of those that are uh, in. Impeding on your rights, on one's rights. And it's a discouraging place to be. So uh, I thank you for the time that you've spent with me and, and trying to help uh, understand this. But the people need some relief out here. The people need a simpler process with all of this where the people do rule. Right now, when people get in a committee meeting and closing here and they uh, challenge their representatives, do the people rule? And about the Constitution, uh, the legislators look at you like a deer in the headlights. And that's a dangerous place
8: to be, I think. Well, Roman, I'm not going to argue very much with anyone that uses jots and tittles because that, that tells me that they know what they're talking about.
2: All right. Roman, thanks for your call. Let's take a quick break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, our guest, Judge Kenneth Hick- Hickson. He is running for the uh, state Supreme Court. You have a question? 8230965 is the number to call. Here we go. We're back on. Let you know. All right, we're coming up on news uh, in two minutes. I told you we'd be up for news in a minute, two minutes. Uh, Judge uh, Kenneth Hickson is with us. When we come back, we'll take up uh, he's been, I think, the secondary most outspoken person uh, dealing about these groups are from out of state and bringing in and buying up ad time on on television. I think it's kind of interesting that that uh, Goodson, you know, tried to shut down the TV ads, and these people are still running their ads on radio.
8: Did and, you know that? Sure, and... uh I- I've not seen her lawsuit, but I think she picked two or three stations around the state. So you still have the cable networks, and you still have the mailers, and you still have the push calls. So even if she's successful, she's just picked off a pretty small percentage of the trash that's coming out.
2: You know, with do you think that she made a mistake waiting this long? I mean— a week
8: before the election, basically. You know, my my campaign people tell me that the key to advertising is doing it over and over again. Yes, it for, is for a certain amount of time, and I don't know what that amount of time is. But uh, far from me to uh, say that she made a mistake in how she ran her campaign. Uh, campaign. She's uh, she's done this several times, so I'm sure she knew what she was doing.
2: Yeah, that that is the key to advertising on radio or on television, and I'm sure it has to do with push cards and mailers as well, and that is frequency. And you need to know how much frequency you need to do on all of those different mediums to make an impact, and the impact you'll make is on specific voters, and you got to know which specific voters you're going to make impacts on. We'll come back. We'll talk more about that. We'll take your calls. 823-0965 is the number here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We got uh, another 25 minutes with the judge here. Judge Kenneth Hickson is with us. He is running for uh, Supreme Court. Uh, He'll be on your ballot. If you haven't voted already, you've got until Tuesday uh, to cast your ballot. And I hope that you'll make time to do that. Uh, early voting's been, I think, a little bit thinner than what we've seen sometimes in the past, but it could be that everybody's waiting until the day of uh, the election to go out and to uh, use their right at the polls. I so will uh, i haven't yet. I intend to do that tomorrow. It'll be open in, in Cabot tomorrow. I'll go vote tomorrow. Uh, Judge Hickson has been uh, outspoken about uh, the money that's being spent Excuse me, in this race, uh, Courtney Goodson has been targeted uh, during this race by uh, some packs that are out there and they've spent quite a bit of money uh, making different statements about her character, uh, things that have happened in in the past. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not true to be honest with you on that. I, I can tell you though, that uh just here in the in the recent past one of these groups spent two hundred thousand dollars on television and that kind of money can can make a big difference judge why don't you talk a little bit about you know what worries you about this
8: well i've been told by my uh, uh my campaign folks that it's over a million dollars now and closing in on two million and and i've got a couple problems one uh it concerns me that if we don't somehow curtail the dark money, are we going to eventually give up our right to elect judges? You know, there there are two ways to select judges. Some states appoint judges, like the federal system. Uh, there's still a handful of states that elect judges, like, like Arkansas does. I've received uh, the past two weeks so many phone calls from uh, people I know and some people I don't know. Uh, complaining about the dark money. Uh, the question I hear more than anything else: the dark money came out against me for this one case opinion that I wrote two years ago as a five-one decision, fairly ordinary decision in in uh, the legal world, uh, where we overturned a conviction because the state introduced some evidence that was improper. We didn't have any choice but to overturn it and send it back for a new trial to whatever county it came from. I I really don't know what happened when we sent it back. It was a five-to-one decision, and the uh, Judicial Crisis Network has uh, dragged me through the mud and said, I'm soft on crime because I had the uh, wherewithal to overturn a criminal conviction.
2: Uh, The audacity.
8: Audacity. And and what I tell these folks is, you know, six years ago— I put my hand on a Bible, and I swore to uphold the law and uphold the Constitution. And maybe in Washington, D.C., the Constitution and the laws are uh, technicalities. That's the word that the the network said, that we overturned it on a technicality. But I, I want them to hear it from my mouth that in Arkansas, the Constitution and the rule of law are not technicalities. That's what separates us from the third world countries. Uh, we, 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 everyone, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Green Party, we all have a right to a fair trial under the Constitution, and this judicial crisis network comes out and says, we want you to uphold the rule of law, we want you to uphold the Constitution, but when it's not convenient, they're willing to throw the Constitution and the rule of law under the bus and call it a technicality, and to me, that's very frustrating, uh, the Court of Appeals, all 12 of us, we work hard, and we try to do our job every day. And uh, we uphold the law, and we uphold the Constitution. And it's offensive to me for a special interest group out of D.C. telling me that our Constitution and our rule of law is just a technicality that they can do away with.
2: Okay, so let me ask this question then. Is this not about personalities? Is it more about these groups want to see appointment of judges instead of elections of judges is that what you think that you're trying to move the state to
8: i, I think they would uh, rather have elections because that i uh, i think that they believe that they can put such one-sided commercials on tv that they can drive the public to the type of judges that they want on the bench Uh, And I I think that is a dangerous precedent because what I'm afraid will happen. If you go back to the election in 2016 between uh, Chief Kemp and Justice Goodson, it was a very nasty uh, election. That's an understatement. (laughs) That's an understatement. But now the same people, it's the same two groups, the uh, Judicial Crisis Network, and they've come back and they're doing the same thing to me now. Now, if you look back at 2016, coming out of that election, there was a pretty good cry from the public and part of the legislators to do away with elections altogether and appoint judges like we do in federal court and some other states. What I'm afraid of is that with all the noise we have now and all the nastiness now and just fabrication— I think the public is fed up with it again. I think the legislature is fed up with it again. And it would not surprise me shortly after the election that we don't have another push for the appointment of judges instead of the election of judges. And I don't think that's what most Arkansans want. But I would say that if we can't control the dark money and we're going to let them pollute the airways the way they're doing it now, perhaps elect uh, appointment is the way of the future. Uh, I would be against that, but I think that would not surprise me if the public is does not demand some solution
2: well on this dark money and dark money mean that we don't know who the people are that are parts of these groups, and they're given x amount of dollars to these groups to do whatever it is that they're doing and for whatever reason that they're they're doing it uh i mean the The Supreme Court has seemed to fall pretty strongly. In favor of these people to have the rights that they have to go out and to run whatever ads they want to run. Is yeah.
8: that, am I correct? You, you are correct. It goes back to a, a United States Supreme Court decision two or three, four years ago. Citizens United, yes. I think, is, is the case. And they said that corporations have rights of free speech. I think that was the bottom line of what caused all this mess. And once a person or corporation has basically the unfettered right of free speech, then when they go after public figures, which we are now because we're running for public office, they have to prove or a plaintiff has to prove actual malice in order to stop it. And that is a very high burden to prove actual malice, intent to do harm. And they, they know what the law is. I mean, the, these are special interest groups from Washington, D.C. They've got the highest paid attorneys. They've got the people with king-sized brains on their side, they know how far they can push. They're not going to step over the line, but they're going to push it every chance they get. And uh, ordinary people like me, ordinary people like you, is virtually impossible to fight them.
2: So the bottom line being, Goodson was able to stop this with the use of, of a judge that put a stop to it. Uh, it it would seem to me that from what we've seen from the rules of the Supreme Court, she shouldn't have been able to stop it i mean i don't understand what was the what was the reasoning. Do you know what the reasoning that the judge was to to put a uh, you know a, a delay on it basically
8: well the 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 standard the, the legal standard to get a temporary restraining order is Thank that you, you have to show the likelihood of success and maybe substantial likelihoods of success on the merits. I'm, I was not there, and evidently he found that she had a substantial likelihood of success to show that they uh, that she could show actual malice. Uh, the in, one interesting thing I see is that she didn't sue Judicial Crisis Network, or she didn't sue mm-hmm. the dark money. She sued two or three networks around the state, and I don't even think she sued the big boys like Fox or CNN. And, no, she went after and local and, stations. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. So uh, whatever happens in her litigation, it doesn't solve the problem. It, it's a Band-Aid. It, it's going after your radio show is not going to stop the problem. Uh, we Someone's going to have to go after the Judicial Crisis Network and the soft money groups or the special interest money groups and, and hit them at that level, uh, piecemealing and hitting katv or whatever the station was uh that's a temporary and, and pretty small solution to this problem
2: all right a few more questions and then we'll be finished with judge hickson he's made himself available uh this afternoon if you have another question a230965 is the number to call Eight two three zero nine six five quarter to five here on the dave ellswick show all right, we're just down to a few minutes left. Uh, judge Hickson is here in the studio with me. Vance is in Jacksonville. And, uh, Vance, your question for the judge.
6: So, on the uh, Citizens United case, where they ruled that corporations have freedom of speech, like, you know, all people are covered under the United States uh, Constitution for freedom of speech, but. Don't they restrict political speech in church? Could they not apply the same reasons against corporations?
8: I, I think that's a good point. You're, you're exactly right. I know the, the church I go to, the the preacher, I, I go to First Baptist Church up in Fayetteville, and uh, our preacher has always steered away from uh, from political speech altogether. And I went to Cross Church in Springdale for a while, and uh, Rodney Floyd was a pastor there, and, and I've heard several uh, talks by him uh, on the topic. And, and Uh, Even if you look back the last few years, the uh, the IRS, uh, I believe, under President Obama, was looking at churches to try to take away their uh, tax in status if if they got too political. What too political means in that context uh, may be like uh, uh, pornography, and you don't realize what it is until you see it. It's in the eye of the beholder. But I I agree that somehow— that you know with all these smart people we have in DC that there has to be a way to somewhat regulate free speech without trampling on the First Amendment uh, you know we, we don't get to yell fire in in a crowded theater so you can have some kind of reasonable limitation the phrase you always hear when you talk about whether it's second amendment or first amendment well we start down that slippery slope And and I agree, it is a slippery slope, but uh, somehow, in my opinion, the United States Supreme Court or the United States Congress has to tackle this problem in judicial elections. Uh, I was talking with Dave, and I understand these commercials on TV in a purely political environment. That, That may or may not be fair game. It's not fair game in a nonpartisan election. Uh, there should be some different rules, in my opinion, that govern the context or the conduct in uh, political and, and nonpartisan elections. Otherwise, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm just afraid that we may be losing the right to vote if we don't watch what we're doing. All right, Vance.
2: Thank you, sir. I right, appreciate your call. All right, we'll take uh, one last question from me. Uh, we may have a little time left over, and I'll see if the judge is a baseball fan and we'll talk baseball or something.
8: Uh, S- St. Louis Cardinals and I'm, I can talk oh, all dude, day long. I'm sorry. sorry.
2: I'll have to have you taken out of my studio. You see. <laughs> oh, my, my goodness. No, no.
8: <laughs> Bless the Cubs' heart. That's he just all saw all the say. Cubs. He just saw my Cubs.
2: <laughs> all right, so here's my question. I can't ask you specifically uh, your thoughts on, you know, um, abortion rights or anything like that but i can ask you who would you say that sits on the supreme court or recently has been on the federal supreme court would you think that your you know uh belief system judicial belief system holds up with
8: well i i would love to say gorsuch but he's not been there long enough i i I don't think i could Say that and with a straight face. I, I hope he'll be that. And, and the obvious answer is Scalia. Okay. Uh, we go back. Uh, there's a couple of things that Scalia has said that, that uh, I really do appreciate. One is that uh, he says uh, just because a, a law is stupid doesn't mean it's unconstitutional. Legislature, legislatures have the right to pass virtually any law they want to that's reasonably related to a, a government function, and if someone doesn't like it, they attack it in court. But it's not our job to substitute our opinion of the law. Our job is just to determine whether it's constitutional or not. And and I, I've always appreciated that. And the second thing that he said was about the interpretation of the Constitution itself. Early in his career, he was asked whether the Constitution was living or if it was dead or something else. And he famously said, it's dead, dead, dead. It's a it's a written document. Later on, he kind of backed off of that. And he said, well, it's not dead, it's enduring. And I think that's probably a better description of the Constitution. It is enduring. And he also had a very good discussion one day on how to interpret laws. He, and he said that, you know, society changes over the years. It goes left, it goes right. So the legislatures change, they go left, they go right. So the laws change every few years, they go left and they go right. Our morals and mores change, they go left and right. But when you look at the constitutionality of these laws, you still look at them from the bedrock principle of the Founding Fathers. Uh, we tend to call that originalism. I think it's kind of an ambiguous term, but he's right. Uh, even though times change, laws change, morals change, mores change, we should look at the constitutionality of these laws from the eyes of the Founding Fathers.
2: Yeah, the the Constitution is the document that you break all other things upon, correct?
8: It is the bedrock.
2: All right. Well, we, are, we appreciate you being on. So how long have you been a Cardinal fan?
8: I my earliest memory is sitting with my father in Paris, Arkansas. He was a coal miner, and we'd sit in the living room with big old radio, about six feet tall. And I remember listening to the '64 World Series between the Cardinals and the Yankees, with Bob Gibson, got Bob Gibson and Ray Sadecki, and I can name some more, but I can tell you don't even like the words. Well, that's all right. I'm a big Gibby fan.
2: I love Gibson. I mean, it, it says something about a pitcher when I think he had a .85 ERA that year. That they lowered the mound because of him.
8: I don't want to correct you, but it's one point one two
2: was it one point one two? Okay, <laughs> nineteen
8: okay. yeah. sixty-eight.
2: Okay, sixty-eight. Okay, so that was the year that they lowered the mound. Yep. I mean, one pitcher That's caused right. them to lower the mound. That's, That's right. pretty impressive. On yeah. that, they said that I I would say you could use the same uh, saying about uh, uh, Gibby that Yogi Berra said about Bob Feller. When they ask him what it was like to face Bob Feller, he says it was like he was throwing aspirin's dissolving.
8: <laughs> I like that. HL. Coming
2: in. Uh, what do you think about the changes that are, we got a minute here what, okay. it, with baseball? It bothers me now that starting pitchers if they go 5 innings, they've done a good job and then they you have this parade out of the out of the bullpen and okay. every pitcher can throw over 95 up to 101 miles per hour. I think it's taken something away from the game. That and the switch on the infield when you got so much information about different hitters.
8: Yes. Uh, Well, the first thing that changed the game was when the American League went to the designated designated hitter. hitter. I'm I'm more of a purist. I'm a National League guy. But I was talking with my brother. We text back and forth. He's about 10 years older than me. And I said, you know, recently – the worst things happen is, is the switch. Uh, they don't call it the switch on infield. They call it something. Yeah, they got. And I, and I said, you know, that, that's taken away from the speed of the game, the base hits, and it wouldn't surprise me in the near future they wouldn't. That they're not going to pass the rule that you have to have two infielders on either side of second base there's a and, there's
2: talk about that
8: well so uh makes sense it does make sense but i've i've been a baseball fan since i was a kid you know and 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 paris would go from one sport to the next and always uh couldn't wait for baseball season so i grew up a cardinal fan and uh, fortunately they're still on tv i forgive you oh <laughs> well i appreciate it <laughs> All right. judge I, i'm just glad y'all finally won one yeah no there kidding man
2: i thought i was going to my grave without seeing that i appreciate you judge kenneth hickson here on the dave ellswick show appreciate you coming by i want to give you a book before you leave about scalia that i think you really like and uh, i'll be back for one more hour stick around news is next
8: The gunman entered Santa Fe High School about 7.45 a.m. Central Time this morning, just as school was about to start. Moments after the shooting, our NBC affiliate KPRC was able to speak to some of the students who were able to escape safely from the school. I was in the history hallway, and as soon as we heard the alarms, everybody just, you know, started leaving following the same procedure as we did cuz nobody thought it would be this nobody thought it was a shooting everybody just thought it was a you know normal procedure practice fire drill and the next thing you know we just hear so many three gunshots a lot of explosions and all the teachers are telling us to run run go like run nobody should go through this nobody should be able to feel that in school this is a place where we're supposed to feel safe this is somewhere we come most of the week nobody should have to go through this nobody should feel that pain
2: all right so you know i do not disagree with what that young lady just said but we do go through it and um I don't believe there's any real way to stop it. If a shooter really wants to do this, they're going to do this. Here, let me, if you, if you haven't heard uh, all the information yet, let me try to catch you up on it. Because I, I'm not going to be like the, uh, you know, the national news that you watch on the uh, television and start twenty minutes after the shooting starts and and, and has ended and then spend the next 12 hours talking about it. Just not going to do that. I'm also not going to read you the name of the shooter. I'll tell you it was a 17-year-old man that did it. The suspected shooter arrested after a rampage that killed 10 people at Santa Fe High School in Santa Fe, Texas, just south of, uh, of Houston, used guns owned by his father and had planned to kill himself. That's according to Governor Greg Abbott in an afternoon press conference today. He said the shooter, who police identified as a 17-year-old, used a shotgun and a 38-caliber revolver, and that he did not legally possess them. "Quote: I have no information at this time whether the father knows the weapons were taken." Abbott said earlier reports that the shooter used an AR-15 were wrong. There are two other people of interest in the case, he said. One was at the scene and had suspicious reactions, and officials were unsure whether that person was involved in the attack. The other person is still being interviewed, and Abbott said that person will be not identified at this time. In addition to the 10 dead, 10 others were wounded, Abbott confirmed. Two federal search warrants are being sought to find explosive devices at two residences. Police earlier said the 17-year-old bought and brought some devices into the school and it was unclear whether they went off. There is also a search warrant out for the shooter's vehicle. He had written in journals and on his computer that he wanted to commit the shooting and commit suicide afterward. The teen had no previous criminal history, and there were no warning signs of the attack, he said. The governor said he wanted to convene a roundtable on mass shootings to include people who can bring a diversity of thoughts and concerns. He wants to hear from families of victims and victims themselves, as well as those who want gun laws protected. Abbott had prepared a policy paper he would present next week on gun safety involving rapid background checks, resources at schools such as increased security, and ways to address mental health issues through the schools. The high school's plan by is to have two police officers on campus, as was the case at the time of the shooting. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Houston offered remarks saying in response, should be focused on access to schools and retrofitting schools to protect against attacks. The 17-year-old, a junior, shared photographs on a now-defunct Facebook page of a T-shirt that said, Born to Kill, and clothes adorned with all kinds of German nationalist uh, logos. Evidently, I would think swastikas, things of that nature. He played on the defensive line for the school football team during his freshman year and was lauded on a school website in 2016 for his huge role in shutting down a rival team's running game. Although his Facebook page cites a connection to the U.S. Marine Corps, a USMC spokesman said he is not affiliated with the Marines. He is a member of a dance squad with a local Greek Orthodox church. A woman who answered the phone at a number associated with the family declined to speak with the AP. She said, Give us our time right now. Thank you. The dead are expected to include students and staff, that according to a senior law enforcement official, who was not authorized to speak about the investigation. The uh, bloodshed 30 miles south of Houston is the worst mass shooting in America since February when 17 people were gunned down at a high school in Parkland, Florida, according to a database of shootings maintained by the Washington Post. So uh, the injured uh, that have been identified thus far, Clayton Horn, a student, was in surgery, Uh, At the time of the writing of uh, uh, this article at Clear Lake Regional Medical Center, Horn was shot in the arm and upper thigh. Student Rome Schubert, 16, was grazed in the back of the head by a bullet and was being treated at the same hospital. John Barnes, a Santa Fe school officer and former Houston police detective, Uh, At the time of the writing, the article was in surgery at the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston. Bomb technicians went to the home on Highway 6, which, according to public records, is the shooter's residence. Law enforcement officials have been at the scene for hours, told reporters to stay back because there might be an explosive close to the the highway. Uh, Some other things that have been reported. Uh, during this time that people have been able to put things together. Uh, according to assistant principal, Dr. Chris Richardson, the shooter has been caught and was no longer a problem at the school building. As we told you, uh, according to his own journal, he wanted to kill himself. Uh, he, They said that there have been uh, pipe bombs and also uh, pressure cooker bombs that have been found. Uh, evidently, what uh, the shooter did was pull the fire alarm and as people came out of their out of their uh, rooms. He was in the art hallway and he opened fire. Uh, they said that uh, there's been things that this young man has done that has a uh, question uh, about uh, what what they're going to do. It is that uh, Tyler Turner is uh, friends with this guy. Says, my friend, he saw a guy walking with a gun, so he he pulled the fire alarm. Uh, Turner reported hearing seven gunshots before running to a nearby car wash and meeting his mother there. Turner also saw a girl with a bandage around her kneecap get uh, taken away by firefighters. Another uh, student said that he heard as many as 15 gunshots. I heard so many people saying there were gunshots and that people were dead, said uh, student Megan Hunter. The exact number of victims uh, is at 10 now. Uh, there may be more because some people were critically hurt. Uh, cameras caught children lipping away from the school building. Police officers could be seen escorting a line of students away from the campus. Uh KTRK-TV reported that a similar incident happened at this same campus back in February. Uh, students then reported hearing popping sounds coming from outside of the school building. Police were called to the high school, but determined that the situation had been a false alarm. So uh, just something to keep in mind. Uh, I don't know how to stop it. Uh, I, I agree with Lieutenant Governor Patrick. Uh, a lot of the, um, I think methodology in stopping this type of thing is to harden uh, the schools. But even if you harden the schools, uh, what do you do with the shooter who who shows up outside the school where the kids come and catch the bus, or a shooter who's who? I mean, anybody who's bound and and determined to do this uh, around a school has opportunities. I mean, you could do the shooting by being in a car and driving along beside a school bus and firing into a school bus. We're dealing with sick people here, really, really. Uh, sick people. Now, they say there's, there was nothing here, nothing shown on this kid, but if the kid is, you know, wearing things in Facebook and whatnot and got swastikas on it, you, you've got to pay attention. You're going to have to pay attention to those type things uh, on somebody's um, Facebook page. The uh, president, made a statement on the Texas shooting, and uh, here's what uh, President Trump had to say.
10: To begin by expressing our sadness and heartbreak over the deadly shooting at Santa Fe High School in Texas just took place moments ago. We're closely monitoring the situation, and federal authorities are coordinating with local officials. This has been going on too long in our country. Too many years, too many decades now. We grieve for the terrible loss of life and send our support and love to everyone affected by this absolutely horrific attack to the students, families, teachers, and personnel at Santa Fe High. We're with you in this tragic hour, and we will be with you forever. My administration is determined to do everything in our power to protect our students, secure our schools, and to keep weapons out of the hands of those who pose a threat to themselves and to others. Everyone must work together at every level of government to keep our children safe. May God heal the injured and may God comfort the wounded. And may God be with the victims and with the victims' families. Very sad day. Very, very sad.
2: All right, so that was what the president had to say. And I know there's people saying, well, we got to stop this. How do you stop it? You know, we need to get rid of all the guns. There's no way you can get rid of all the guns. That is not possible. Is not. Nor should people be uh, told they can't buy firearms because we have uh, a, a very small minority that are going out and buying firearms or stealing firearms uh, from people to do uh, these, you know, despicable acts. So I'll open the phone line up to you. eight two three zero nine six five. 8230965 uh we've talked about this before what is the answer or is there an answer to be able to stop this to stop these kinds of uh, of shootings at uh, at schools you know i'm i'm all about you know allowing teachers if they so desire and they passed the necessary background check and training to be able to carry firearms while at school. And I have no problem with that at all. I mean, if the bad guy is or bad gal is going to have a firearm, then it's absolutely necessary that the person who is good can have a firearm to be able to. Uh, take that person on because we've seen in the past, and there's been several occasions, that with somebody that's a good guy with a gun or gal with a gun, like in Pearl, Mississippi, or whatever, shows up, the shooting stops. We also know, and Ed Monk has been a part of this show several times, and he's got the statistic to prove it that when somebody starts shooting in a school, or in a uh, a building, uh, every ten seconds somebody gets shot. That somebody else with a gun is not there yet to stop them. So you want to make sure uh, that that those guns are are there and and can be uh, utilized. All right, Leanne is in Cabot. Leanne, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show.
4: Hi Dave. Um, I think that the biggest problem that our families face is that everybody's stretched to their limits. People are doing two people's jobs, trying to keep ahead, and you have broken families. There's not a lot of male figures sometimes in these families, and uh, a lack of accountability on our children's part. Mm-hmm. They're they're not taught to be accountable or responsible or accept responsibility for things that they do. And um, people don't want to interfere when there's bullying. They, they all say that they do, but a majority of them don't. Um, and I don't know what we can do other than, I think, having school resource officers that are armed, that have been trained with weapons. I think that's a good idea. And I think metal detectors is a good idea. You know,
2: but other than that, I don't know. Yeah, I th- I think that all of us are, and thank you for your call, I think all of us are lost for words on some of this because everything that she just said is right. Uh, the family in America is in trouble. Uh, a lot of us have known that. A lot of uh, people who study sociology in our country know that. There are fewer nuclear families than there are single-family households. That's not good. Now, before I get calls or texts or uh, emails saying, how dare you say uh, you know a single parent can't do a good job, that's not what I'm saying. I am saying that a nuclear family is the best kind of family, a mom and a dad and the kids. That is, I would hope everybody would agree still, is the best type of family. Look, I was I was forced into being a single parent for a short period of time, couple of years, and uh, I know how stressful it is. I know how tough it is. And I can say uh, after I got married the second time, it, it made things immediately easier because there was more uh, – people there to spread out uh, the uh, the responsibilities. There was two people instead of one. That's something that's got to be dealt with. Uh, breaking up and getting divorced over stupid stuff, something has to happen to stop that from happening as well. We just don't get along anymore. Blah, 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 stuff like that. We've got to get away from it. I'm not saying that divorce isn't necessary sometimes because uh, it is. Sometimes divorce is necessary. Most of the time, it is not. All right, let's take a break. 823-0965, number to call here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. um, After the news at the bottom of the hour, I'd like to uh, talk a little bit about Rudy Giuliani, who came out today and said the FBI spying on Trump's campaign is far more worse than uh, than Watergate. We want to get uh, into that to just a few moments. And I just got a text, and uh, let me read this to you so you'll be up to date on the news as well, saying, uh, about 20 minutes ago, Judge Mackie Pierce ruled that the uh, temporary restraining order in Northwest Arkansas is dissolved and that those ads can start re-airing immediately. So uh, that's something uh, to know about since we just talked about it in the last hour with uh, Judge Hickson. Here's your news. You know, a couple days ago, we talked about uh, a mole from the FBI uh, being in the uh, Trump campaign uh, during uh, when he was running for president. And Rudy Giuliani talked a little bit about that today. And here's what he had to say.
1: The last time you are on the program, Hillary did commit felonies. You don't delete emails and asset washer hard drive and, and subpoenaed emails, and that's not obstruction. Do you believe, as I believe, that when they wrote the exoneration before the investigation that it was rigged? Do you also believe that when they used the dossier to get FISA warrants that that was illegal and they did it four times? Rod Rosenstein also signed off on it, never verified, corroborated, never told the judges Hillary paid for it. And the other part of that now we know an FBI uh, a spy in the trump campaign well, Mr. Mayor sir this you, is the united states
11: you said it right a little earlier that's watergate compounded by the fact that we're many years after watergate and we didn't think this could happen this is a far worse crime and intrusion on democracy than a non uh, russian uh, uh, conspiracy and uh, who's investigating it i hope that this is uh, turned over for criminal referral and you I know, hope for once the Justice yeah. Department wakes up and investigates something other than you know empowering Mueller to do an illegitimate investigation. It is illegitimate,
1: uh, Mr. Mayor. Long before you were, you saved New York City and you did an amazing job. <laughs> I was here. I watched it. Well, I can describe in detail. I don't have time tonight. But you were also a prosecutor, and I'm asking this question about prosecutors. There is a, they have a responsibility to hand over subpoenaed documents. They're slow walking. They are claiming uh, they can redact in the name of national security, and there's no need for it. And they're not cooperating, and they're obstructing. What, what should be the next step? Should the president follow Jim Jordan and Ron DeSantis and Mark Meadows' advice? And, and uh, I don't t- have any problems
11: to hand it over. I have no problem with that. They have no reason not to hand it over to Congress, just like they're intruding in Article 2 with their witch hunt investigation, they're intruding now into Article 1, which is the congressional power to have oversight over them. Right. They have no right to be a, a law unto themselves, and that's what they're doing.
2: They don't have any right to be a law in and of to themselves, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. It, there's, There's so much going on in that whole... Uh, you know, collusion BS, and we know there was no collusion. Now, uh, what have I been hearing? Am I been hearing that whatever Mueller is going to release is going to come by September, or maybe even in some time in in June? Uh, we shall see. I I personally believe they'll they'll string it out as long as they possibly can, and as close as they possibly can to the 2020 election. I think that's what they're going to do. You know, there's really weird stories. I've got something I want to talk about before we finish up today, but I just came across this story, and this whole thing about reanimation of life and stuff is getting weird. Yale researchers say that they have reanimated the decapitated brain of a pig. Scientists were able to keep the brains, in other words, multiple pigs, active for up to 36 hours. The research is raising ethical questions about restoring consciousness after death. Uh, Yale neuroscience Ninad Sestan revealed the breakthrough during a meeting at the uh, NIH, the National Institutes of Health, on March 28th. Uh, Sustin's team reportedly experimented on over 100 pigs' brains obtained from a slaughterhouse and restored their circulation using a system of pumps, heaters, and artificial blood. The researchers say they managed to reactivate the brain's for up to 36 hours. I don't know about you, Russ. This sounds awful creepy. Quote, it's at the extreme of technical know-how, but not that different from preserving a kidney, said Steve Heyman of the Broad Institute via MIT Technology Review. Quote, it may come to the point that instead of people saying, freeze my brain, they're going to say, hook me up, And find me a body. The ability to preserve a pig's brain without its body is leaving many fellow scholars terrified at the thought of this procedure being used on humans. Quote, with absolutely no contact to external reality, it might just be a living hell, said Nottingham Trent, ethics and philosophy lecturer, Benjamin Curtis argued via the uh, telegraph to end up a disembodied human brain may well be to suffer a fate worse than death. The techniques, even to a researcher, sound pretty ghoulish, so it is very, very important that there should be a public discussion about this. Siston told NIH members that the process would likely work on any species, not just pigs. He added that brain-preserving technology could help doctors test experimental cancer and Alzheimer's medications too dangerous to be used on a living person, but you would use it on a conscious brain? That sounds terrible to me the mystery about what death really means and what level of consciousness would remain inside a severed brain has Seston's colleagues questioning if such a test on a human would ever be attempted quote the whole question of death is a gray zone neuroscience uh, scientist Anna DeVore said we need to remember the isolated brain is not the same as other organs, and we need to treat it with the same level of respect that we give to an animal. You think? Do you th- These are wayward people, a lot of them. Do things that would be weird in the sense that have no respect that you would give just an animal. People would stop them from doing this to an animal typically in a heartbeat, but to do it to a human, what's the big deal, right? Let me read this again. They added that brain preserving technology could help doctors test experimental cancer and Alzheimer's medications too dangerous to be used on a living person. But if the brain is conscious Isn't that what makes us human? How interesting. You heard it here first, all right? Weird stuff they're talking about. Scary stuff. I mean, I'm all about a good science fiction movie or book as much as the next guy. But when some of the science fiction becomes science fact and we don't know where we're going with it, it makes me really, really nervous. All right, PI Roofing, don't want to forget about them because, you know, Joel Johnson, the uh, CEO of PI Roofing and Home Solutions, has the answer for you to get the damage that the water that gets into your house through the hole in your roof, get that damage taken care of as well from the home solutions side of PI Roofing. They can take care of your drywall repair, your interior painting, some exterior painting if you need it, carpentry work, pressure washing, insulation, ventilation, you name it. They can do it, and you don't need uh, five or six or seven different contractors that you got to run through. One company does it all. PI Roofing Home Solutions, reach home at 501 687 Six two four six, or visit them online piroofing.com dot com. Can I say I will be so happy when sixty seven one sixty seven is finished? You know, I I understand that there's some things that you can control and some things you can't. I understand you can't control when cars are going to break down, and I understand you can't control. When somebody's going to try to do something stupid like change a lane in front of somebody without signaling and it will result in uh, some kind of uh, a wreck. What you can control and what I don't believe uh, has been taken into consideration is what do you do after something like that has happened? That is the main artery going from Little Rock Basically up to Searcy. That's what 67-167 is. And right now, between Jacksonville and Cabot, it is a solid corridor that has no way of getting off of it if something happens. Now, some people may agree with me. Some people may disagree with me. But this is how I feel. It seems to me that the Arkansas Department of Transportation, the Highway Patrol, and the uh, state police should sit down and have some kind of uh, workable solution when you have a car that stalls in the work zone. Is it necessary not to have one? I think it's unconscionable not to have one. Good example was last night. Many of you who go to Cabot after work will understand what I'm talking about. Traffic ban- began to slow up. Uh, in, uh just as you came over from the area that has been uh reconstructed on 67-167 on the south side of Jacksonville. Everything was coming to a stop. And then the traffic backed up, and it took forever to get to Cabot because one truck, a semi, had broke down on 67-167, and uh, it just screwed Every it screwed the pooch. It seems to me some some people could have sat down and and talked about this and said, you know, what happens if this happens? Because you know it's going to happen. Somebody's car or truck's going to break down. How do you get them out? Do you stop all the traffic behind where the the uh, automobile did that and let? Uh, a tow truck come the opposite way. In fact, you know, if you're going southbound, come from the north way to get to the car, hook it up and take it out. Or my thought has always been every mile, mile and a half or whatever, those concrete barriers should be set up so that they can be moved out and give you the the, the chance of getting in and moving those cars out of there so that traffic can move through. But I I just think it's wrong that nothing has been considered for the people, the thousands of people who travel through that area and get stuck in it probably once or twice a week because something happens. Something should have been done. And I think it's something that has to be looked into and if they're not going to do it on their own, then the legislature should pass some kind of legislation forcing them to come up with a uh, a way of dealing with that but Dave, type of situation. that's just another law
5: you'll have to get off the books at some point in time.
2: What now? I didn't hear you.
5: That's just another law you'll have to get off the books at some point in now,
2: time. No, that'll sit there fine. I mean, if it's good for 67-167, you can generally re- write it up to, to you know if you have no way uh, off of a an area that's being constructed you must have some way of keeping the traffic flowing i mean it, it's a, it's a law that should have been around for a long time as far as i'm concerned uh with that anyway i i just think it's something they got to take into to effect cuz it took me 2 2 hours last night to get through that area last night. It was nuts. Well, rock icon Steve Tyler reviewed some of his past mistakes, including upsetting his daughter, Liv, when he once hit on Cameron Diaz, and admitting to the crazy amount of coke he has done in his lifetime. He was uh, being interviewed, and Tyler was forced to spill his guts during uh, this uh, interview. The celebrity in uh, this game with James Corden has to choose between eating an unappetizing group of food from a cow's tongue to bird saliva or answer a tell all question about themselves during the game. Uh, Corden asked the rock legend if he had ever hit on any of his daughter's friends. Tyler then said, yes, I have. And I got a lot of S question mark, question mark, question mark uh, for two. He went on to explain that while he was once seated next to Cameron Diaz, who is now married to Benji Madden, he said, Cameron, should you ever need someone to take you to the movies? Or, you know, like if I was to, you know, ask you to show me around London. Not amused by his behavior, he turned to her father and said, Daddy, you're hitting on my best girlfriend. And I got ashamed for a moment. (laughs) That's what he said. He got ashamed for a moment. Later on, the aerosmith uh, frontman admitted that he how much okay in hundreds of thousands of dollars how much cocaine has uh, Steven Tyler done in his lifetime? Do you believe three hundred and
5: sixty five thousand
2: uh, no, two million dollars
5: you tricked me, you said in hundreds <laughs> of thousands well,
2: you could have said a million nine hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Anyway, $2 million on drugs in his lifetime, revealing that most of the money he has spent on cocaine. And he went on to say, I have snorted half of Peru. And he's still got a nose? Yeah, that's a big nose, too. I'm just saying, Steven Tyler's not the prettiest boy in the block. It's packed full. Yeah, the rocker who's been in rehab several times since 83 had no problem talking about his past drug addiction, but when it came down to ranking his band members in order of talent, he reluctantly chose to take a bite of a cow intestine in front of him. Before taking a bite of the intestine, De Rocker said, I got to go on tour with these guys. It's bad enough, the crap that I say to them. So, uh, Steven Tyler. All right, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself this weekend. Next Is it next weekend that's a holiday weekend? It is, isn't it? Yes, sir, it All is. All right, so uh, a week from Monday, it'll be Memorial Day. By the way, we're going to air... Uh, yeah, Jerry
5: Stewart's got a special program. We'll run that at 2 and again at 5. and then uh, In between, heard, we're going to do some interviews. If I, can, if I can tie you down and make you do these interviews, we're going to have some special interviews,
2: too. I've got them set up. They just gotta. They just gotta show up, and I gotta show up. So we'll you gotta get it, show up. We'll get it done. We're gonna talk about Vicksburg. We're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Scott Houston on talking about Echo and Ramadi, and there's a World War II pilot that was in a, a Nazi stalag that I'm gonna interview, and we'll uh, make that fill that other two hours. You won't want to miss those. You won't hear them any other day or at any other time than then. All right. I'm out of here. Russ, good job today. You always do a great job. I appreciate what you do. And as Russ and I believe, God gave you a whole week of life this week. Give him one hour of your time on Sunday and listen to what he has to tell you. Have a great weekend. See you Monday